0: a brand new day all the way from the wastelands of california my name is michael and i am a mere figment of your imagination i look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation first time listeners turn on tune in and drop out this is a very different kind of show a place where you don't feel so alone let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe i do admire you for your curiosity joining me this evening is Mr. Nigel Kerner. Nigel is an author and freelance journalist. His books include The Songs of the Greys and Grey Aliens and The Harvesting of Souls. Kerner explains that genetic manipulation by the Greys has occurred since biblical times and has led to numerous negative qualities that plague humanity to this very day. Who are the Greys? What is their agenda? Hopefully we'll find out tonight, boys and girls. And, of course, the fun doesn't stop just there. On the second half, it's Celebrity Deadpool 2020. Definitely don't be shy. We wish you stick around. Vanessa will also be here to help me conjure up the Grim Reaper. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Oh, yeah, some all smiles tonight. This will be a bit of a rattlesnake. Hearts will be broken, no doubt. And heat is always around the corner. Happy New Year to all of you listening, those in the chat room. What a fun time to be alive. Some believe World War III is underway. And 2020 has just kicked off with a bang. Those out there new in attendance, you made the right choice. Being here tonight. Don't let the name confuse you, nor the voice fool you. This is, in fact, the show your mother warned you about. Unbridled and thought-provoking. This is what can cause you to drive off a cliff, or maybe be thrown off one. Sit back and relax. Salvation is here, boys and girls, and don't be shy. You two can get involved. That number seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four. One more time: seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four. Now let's get down to brass tacks and bring in Mister Nigel Kerner, who I believe has been patiently waiting, and I do apologize. Nigel, are you still out there? Yes, I'm st- well, I
1: don't know about up, but I'm still here. <laughs>
0: my goodness, thank you so much for being here tonight, and I do apologize Lovely. for that delay. I got carried away. I got in the character and I went f- I went kind of crazy right there, oh dear. Yeah, you know I can't.
1: I can't send you a rescue squad, Mike. But you're too far away at the moment. But maybe there's a technology will survive through GPS and uh, um, artificial intelligence, <laughs> where I can drop you a bouquet of flowers. You know. <laughs>
0: yes, no doubt. And Mr. Kerner, <laughs> welcome back to End of Days, the Michael Deacon program. The last time I talked to you, I had an incredible time, and it was quite a uh, quite a bit ago. So I'm glad you're here tonight. We we do have a new audience, Nigel. So I thought we could sort of begin. With your introduction, but Nigel, before we even do, it seems like the world is a mess yet again, and the talk of World War Three is yet again around the corner, Nigel. And I just wanted your perspective on this, since you are out there in the UK. I, I want to know your thoughts and opinions on all of this, and of course, those around you, what's on their minds as well. Nigel, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, that's true. I'm in the, in the Oxfordshire, Northamptonshire countryside of. Of England, uh, and one one had that no- has that notion that once upon a time the Brits were a uh, a more a moderate kind of people and so forth. But we've recently had some pretty volatile changes in government here too, and a lot of it uh, in a kind of semi-hysterical mode through a mechanism they call Brexit, and not to. Uh, you make too fine a point of judgment on that, right? Yes, everyone's in that kind of fever pitch, pitch him, um, more resolutely than they normally are, and especially at three o'clock in the morning. Right. I, I want the listeners to understand that I'm talking to you at three o'clock in the morning. Oh my! First time I've ever t- attempted this.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for for dragging <laughs> you. Not up. at
1: all, not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I've volunteered to come and, and talk to you guys about whatever, and yes, you're right. We we have a, a bit of a problem now, don't we? I Think that this was a self-sought problem, and to my mind, it, it's un, it's not essential, but it is a way that a particular country defends itself by using the behests of other countries very cleverly, indeed. And I, I I'm not mentioning any names, but I think a lot of people around the world know who I am pointing to where this is concerned. And I think that um, whatever happens to Britain, it uh, in its own terms might have sought peace, but. I don't think it's done it very efficiently. And so we have now, as the ordinary people always do, have to face the consequences. And let's hope that <laughs> somewhere along the line some sense will prevail and this will kind of peter off and so on. However, we are facing uh, a magnitude here in terms of uh, prophecies and all kinds of things made. The good good thing is that where prophecies go, Mike, um, the record has been on our side so far. So all these horrendous things haven't really happened. And one can hope that human goodwill all all, along, uh, all around the world, it has to be a global thing that everybody gets involved in. And of course, we have the mechanism now with the, the, the incredible technologies we have around the world to get from one point to another instantly, that there is some sense of a human family, although there are some people so narrow-minded, so formatted, it seems to me, that they have to separate to feel good. And as long as we do that, Mike, we'll be having programs like this, talking about situations like that that prevails now at the moment and so on. And we'll have politicians who cause these things kind of regurgitated up from the sump of humanity, so so to speak, all around the world without pointing the finger at anyone particularly. And it's no good doing that before uh, Mr. H-I-T-L-E-R, Hitler, came along. Ah, yes. Uh, Germans, uh, 1933, actually, at the end of that span, um, actually voted him in. Something like 93% got this devil in, and um, there you go. So we can vote devils in, you know, and I'm telling you that the British aren't immune from doing that either.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So, Nigel, are you in support of this conflict that's going on?
1: Well, how can one be, Mike? Uh, that's absolute, it's absolutely dreadful. I think this has been done to make sure that a particular country uh, stops all its enemies from being actively able to participate taking it out, because at the moment that particular country sits in the center of the Middle East uh, and um, is trying to protect itself from all sides. I I think they're doing it wrong. That's my personal opinion. In fact, I think they will get on themselves a Holocaust even worse than the evil of mankind visited on these people uh, some time ago. However, I think we all should rally round and make sure uh, uh this precious population of people uh come to their senses and in other words to stop the small fraction amongst them seeking um what they do, and the rest of them be looked after by the whole the whole of our, our our planet that might be naive, but if you want my heartfelt feeling about it that's that's where i feel i would I would jump to anyone's rescue if they're under threat of course i would and and so would anyone I like to think do that. But as you say, um, do we cannot take on the peacock throne? This is too big a country to think you can just play games with it. And I don't think Iran deserves what it's getting now in any kind of deleterious sense. I think all the hype that comes up uh, is actually put on by vested interest on the, uh, the, um, um the, the places where, in, in, um, Information is disseminated in our world, and I think that we have to be careful uh, when we look at these things and take that into consideration. There are vested interests playing this one, as there are in most things, but this one particularly. And let's hope the darn thing doesn't go into a storm that we cannot control. We can somehow intercept the fuse that might be lit before it actually hits the the explosive. And, um, And like with everyone else, my mental power Will be concentrated for the sake of my children and and all our children. Really, Mike, that we this will something will happen and everyone comes to their senses and we can think again in the cold hard light of day. And um, that comes, uh, I think, from one person in England <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. in Oxford.
0: <laughs> well, it certainly feels like 2003 all over again. Yeah, will do. History does repeat repeat itself. This is not over.
1: Um, I don't think it'll ever be over. There will always be individuals that scream high dudgeon, so to speak, from within them. Uh, they're, they're discontent individuals, and if they become political leaders, we have a problem. They will, in fact, lead too many people against their better judgments. It's easy in the in the mystery of the moment. It's so easy to be able to do that. And I think we all should watch this in our own terms. And before we make an announcement or form an idea, try, as a very difficult thing to do, but try as hard as we can to step it out, open it up, And look and not let ourselves down. Because we're really not letting anyone else down but ourselves when we have an opinion. And that opinion leads to the destruction of humanity. That I think is a very, very important thing to bear in mind. Although I am not a religious person, I really am not a religious practicing person in that sense. I do have great heroes and I think most of them come from a generation beyond anything modern. I'm talking about... uh, um, in modern contemporary sense. Um, and they they really are by and large the masters of the great fates who gave us these wonderful messages and beautiful wisdom. Um, and look where they are now. So few right. people devotedly follow their lovely examples all of them that i'm talking buddha i'm talking jesus christ i'm talking the great prophet of islam i'm talking uh, the gods the great god well, i don't know what they mean by brahma in india but i would say that they have some sense of a large centralized deity where all beautiful custom comes together in a single unit and every single one of us can kind of draw from it particularly my generation, and of course, the younger generation coming after us.
0: Yes, Nigel. And we'll jump right back into all sorts of um, current events in a moment here. But like I told you before we jumped on here, we're going to have a new audience, and they will not know who you are. And of course, you are an author of various books, very intriguing material, to say the least, Song of the Greys. And I do own a copy of this book. And, of course, you also have the book Grey Aliens and the Harvesting of Souls, and that you have a very different and interesting perspective. And I sort of came to that conclusion myself about the Greys. I thought we could sort of talk about your book a bit oh, here yeah, as so, we go along.
1: Uh, well, I mean, you know, it all started, if you want to know, I, can I can I, can I, explain it here? The Definitely. Go program. ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, it all came from an, a very innocent question uh, that my son Asked me when he was 12 years old, he's now 40, <laughs> 42. And he said, Dad, are these UFO things that seem to be occupying people's minds real? And to be honest, I had some idea of them, remote idea, but they were about as far away and as amusing to me as Mickey Mouse at the time. <laughs> and since the boy, he had quite a bit of Uh, Grey matter between his ears, and I really respected him. He usually come with with some very intelligent questions, beautifully thought out, with correct answers, logical answers, and I would end up with egg in my face by taking a shot at answering them. (laughs) And I'm sure lots of dads know what I'm talking about around the world. However, this guy, this thing was actually something that I'd never been actually asked directly, and since my son asked it. I I did the cowardly, cowardly thing and said, hang on a minute. His name is Darren. Darren, hang on a minute now. I can't answer you now. The answer is I don't know. But give me a rain check of a week, <laughs> and I will get back to you and say what I feel about this. I'll, I'll read it up and have a look and so on. Right. And it caused an absolute storm in my psychology, and I am still reading about it, and I'm still within a hurricane trying to figure out what an amazing thing this UFO phenomenon really points to. It, it, it snatches into every purse. It snatches into every heart. And mostly into every mind, I think, on the planet. And most of those minds haven't the faintest idea how pervasive and how powerful this incredible thing is. And we have to really look to the sky, and more than the sky, into the middle of ourselves to be able to deal with this particular thing. And that's why I wrote the books. I wanted it, – it's a plea to the new generation, to the little children, hopefully that um, – without sounding too pious, like, And <laughs> I'm a mischievous rat or a perverse rat, as I'm usually called, and I quite like being called a perverse rat. <laughs> <laughs> I walk around, they tell me with my middle finger stuck up.
0: <laughs> I've been called worse. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> you know. And, of course – it's very nice to be kind of intellectual about things and describe things. I would try to say that my, my effort is to be as logical and not to fit square pegs into round holes. And my hero, and I, I tout this around the world every time I speak on, 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 online or whatever, uh, say uh, right online, I would say that my greatest hero, and I don't know if you've heard of him, Mike, but he's called Professor Humbug matter of fact i have (laughs) and and that rascal how have you oh i congratulate you (laughs) and that rascal sits on a fence actually he does and he can pivot on either side of it but mostly i like i love this man's intellect because he's right down the middle of everything
0: (laughs) yes sir and by the way does the son your son does he still believe oh he he now believes i mean we have
1: had i think he has actual had some kind of affirmatory uh, mechanism i don't you know i think that these things ought to be discussed but i also think they shouldn't be shoved down people's throats i think we should we should all look at ourselves and, and with an open mind look out there that's what i didn't have I to tell the truth, you know, Mike. I thought when I was asked a question, I had to, I have to say, if if the great, if there's such a thing as a God up there <laughs> of the so-called ordinary religions, right? I would am standing in front. I would put my hand on heart and say, I didn't believe in UFOs <laughs> at all. I thought it was a figment of people's imagination, right? And and one that was righteously so. Uh, when I opened the Pandora's box, I have to tell you i'm now one billion trillion per cent convinced that this is very real and every single human being on the face of the earth should take this for being real because there's a team so pervasively evil and wicked that is i think after the taking out of our human family, never mind what the politicians try to do, uh, uh, and all these religious zealots try to do. This lot know how to do this, and we have to really look at the features of this as a, as a nation of, of of individuals and as a huge society, uh, a species of human and try to make sure that in some sense the great teachers of the past, who one of which, by the way, I'm convinced came here, to specifically warn about the UFO phenomenon and its derivation. And I think that was a Christian teacher, Jesus Christ. And I can talk to you about an occasion when he was taken up this high place, whatever it is, that points very markedly to the fact that he also had a UFO experience, if you like, and handled it the best
0: possible way. <laughs> I would love to hear about that but before we do from my understanding you had been almost like ambushed by the Catholic church is, is that true <laughs>
1: uh, I somebody threw some water on yeah, me Yeah they threw some and I was a, ba- a little bit of water, threw some on you. water on me when I was a baby <laughs> and they called me a catholic Well nobody asked me if I wanted to be one but then by, <laughs> by by tacit reference, I was put through all kinds of initiations and s- ceremonials and all kinds of cants and humbug and rituals and whatever. The Catholics are famous for their rituals. In fact, They fool the whole world on on their piety based on some senseless series of rituals that they go through. Well, you can understand from that that I didn't really, in spirit, follow so-called Roman Catholicism. I was out of that as quickly as I could in any type of spirit. But I'll tell you what, Mike. I noticed one thing. There was in the center of it this wonderful individual. And I believe absolutely in the power and the wonder of this individual. And that's what I would say. I'm very secular in my views of the Catholic thing. Yes, they don't like what I say about them. I have been very critical and on the side of Martin Luther in his uh, incredible uh, philological expertise when he spotted that the word repent has been used through the centuries by the Roman Catholics as a canard, as an evil canard to be able to get people in line and make them follow what they want. They become, as a result, if not the richest corporation in the world, one of the richest right at the top. If you see what I mean, and I don't like the wonder that I found their great sponsor to be. I mean, Christ by that. I, I find that people have to take a rain check there and say, please don't hold him to any attachment to the so-called organizational aspect of the Roman Catholic Church. And I make that distinction strongly. However, it's only my opinion after all. Sure, cares, sure. Right?
0: <laughs> and you believe, Nigel, that Jesus existed at one time or another? Is that correct?
1: Absolutely without a shadow of a doubt. No
0: doubt it, whatsoever.
1: Yes, and I want to, I'd want i like to talk about the Shroud of Turin and make some points I'll go about ahead.
0: that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go into that in a minute yeah. here. But for the skeptics out there, and we have a lot of them out here, I myself, I'm naturally a skeptic, but I'm open-minded. I'm not exactly against everyone's notions or opinions or theories nothing of that nature. I'm not skeptic
1: is a good thing to be. A I'm not married, yeah. I'm yeah. not married to but my penis. denier is quite different. Definitely. Denial is a pathological condition that people can't help. And there's nothing going to convince a denier. And of when that's the case of course and you're one-sided, you may well be cursed. <laughs> you an absolute Armageddon. I agree. <laughs>
0: and you know there is an individual by the name of Joseph Atwill who Yes,
1: I'm familiar with that. Yeah, he yeah.
0: made a book called, I'm just trying to remember the, the name. of it. I think it was called Caesar's Messiah. I'm not quite sure if that's the accurate okay. name, but I think it might be. And he says that Jesus was created by the Romans.
1: Well, uh, there are ten thousand different takes on it, depending on what kind of nourishment you you have at the moment. You know <laughs> that means all these various forbiddances uh, and these letters and vegan and 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 uh, whatever. I'm not rubbishing vegans, by the way. I'm, I want to say that right, before right. I get ten billion people coming down on my head <laughs> from all over the universe.
0: Now they're out but, there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. I'm saying that we have we have incisors. And we have, um, we can be carnivores if we want to, although uh, some people will not like the taste of meat, and I'm not a particular person, uh, not not a person who particularly likes that, if you like. Anyway, that's beside the point, point is that we really got to to look at this thing for its verity and its truth, and I've spent since my kind of (laughs) Catholicized, <laughs> I hope it's it, oh, sounds a horrible word. Catholicized, I suppose. Um, um, experience. I've looked very carefully at what religion means and how that works i write on I, i'm a scientist by my own background and qualifications and so on and i would like to say to you that in looking at the all these questions i've used the methodology of science but never believed the results of <laughs> that's true that's true but you
0: know another problem for me personally is i like to believe in things i can prove that exist
1: well yeah I think that's a very healthy attitude, if I may say so, and I'd like to shake your hand on that.
0: (laughs) Definitely. But Nigel, that's not to say that I've not had uh, personal experiences of my own, even shared experiences that many would even consider uh, paranormal. And uh, Nigel, I have to say, I don't go around telling people that that's the definitive answer, or uh, I say, this is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I, I just – I'm in yeah, a war there, with there, myself, Nigel, to be honest be, with you. Uh,
1: the whole truth is <laughs> nothing but truth, but there can be definites, Mike. Sure, there sure. There can be definites. Like there is daylight and there is night. You see what I mean? And you can't shilly-shally around this. Oh, yes, well, it's not quite that and all the rest of it. But there are situations where you can, in fact, make a statement and have a right to make a statement based on your experience that this thing is, in up to the point of you are making that statement, a valid proposition and proposal. And unless evidence gathers to the contrary, that actually with 1 plus 1 equals 1 plus 1, not 2, now, there'll be billions <laughs> screaming about this. Not the great mathematicians, I, I venture to say. They would know what I mean by that that 1 plus 1 equals 1 plus 1 and not 2. You're not entitled to make it 2. 2 is a separate thing from the formulary of the equalization, so to speak, if I can put it that way, without being too, too mathematical about it. And I look at it like that, Mike. I do not think that a person shouldn't say, look, this is what happened to me. As it stands now, I am affirmed in this. But I'm open to being persuaded with the methodology that a square peg doesn't fit into a round hole. Generalized logical summation and reason that we might look directly in this way and form our opinions. And hopefully, if they're not convertible to anyone else, walk the path of them, really. And I can't say that I've done all of that during my life. I don't think anyone really can. And I'll tell you what, the longer I've looked at the UFO incidents and the question of whether Christ was actually valid, and the great teachers were actually valid, I think my footsteps have been firm. And I haven't really gone, as a psychologist or psychiatrist will tell you, now look, you know, it could be this and it could be that. In fact, that's why, to me, psychological medicine is the worst form of all the types of medicine. I think there are bunch, many of them are a bunch of charlatans only there to make money, and they do not, in fact, look uh, fairly at any particular thing. That's why, of, of all the types of treatments, apart from dumbing down people with, with all kinds of um, chemical hammers, sure. they have found a cure for any kind of psychological condition. That comes from another stream, a wondrous stream within us, and for that you have to look through the funnels of the Jesus Christ, the Buddhas, and all the rest of them. They're the ones that really know, and see, and stand up to all the lamentations and contradictions we have now in our world today. And I'm not some pious, proselytizing (laughs) individual, I'm a cynic. I really, I, I'm a, actually a poisoned mind, come to a conclusion. Yes, you're right. You will have wonderful experiences and sometimes they might call it paranormal but that only measures how mistaken the normal is.
0: I, <laughs> so I agree. You <laughs> no, I agree with you totally. <laughs>
1: yes. So in fact, be proud of whatever happened to you. It may be there's an extension to you that no psychologist can ever touch and they usually are, you know, about as significant to my mm-hmm. mind as A a polystyrene head.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll jump right into the psychological angle in a minute here, but before we do, I was just going to ask you: Do you have any recollection of what it was for you, my friend? What it was that you read or encountered yourself that convinced you that there was something much deeper?
1: Oh, it never is a single thing, but there have been some a combination.
0: Okay, okay, yeah,
1: there have been some signposts that have led me to it, like faith of my child in the ufo uh um, situation and whatever any pointing me in that direction um several other people and their marvelous faith the look in the eyes of people that we deal with every day in uh, a third, world, well, a second world country. I think now where we have a, 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 a an operation going for the correction of vision and seeing the incredible look on the faces of the people whose cataract operations have just made them see for the first time. Absolutely marvellous, and that is spirit liberating. And those little things are the things to me that are paranormal in a increasingly cynical world. Don't you think? And so, therefore, you know life moves on and i can still have a smile on my face if indeed we scowl at those creatures who went and did what they did in iran and sit back and leave the rest of the world hoping what the consequences are and i think that's what we really have to guard against and that is true evil not doubting something i think doubting the right things what leads to that kind of eminence of evil that floods into our world. And of course these days it's on the internet in a second and everyone everywhere knows about it. And of course you can marshal it and you can conduct it, you can orchestrate it, you can arrange it. Of course if it comes up in terms of convincing enough people we may not be here. And I believe that the whole UFO situation to me is to do with a a circumstance where Hundreds of millions of people, instead of being taken by a rapture, will be taken by a capture. Because what they have as a physical, the adorned mechanism into a another kind of world, what I call soul, is what these artificially created machine type things want. And they want it not to become sweet and understanding and so on. They just want it as a means of propulsion. And And you might be a means of propulsion, I say it again, a means of propulsion. They want the death of people so that they could ride their souls instantly from one part of the universe to another when they are otherwise with all their technology restricted by equals MC squared, that they have to go at 186,000 miles per second per second, and that's slow with the distances between objects in space that can hold on to intelligent summation. And I think that's why these things are here bothering what are seemingly a primitive people that can probably manage five or 6,000 miles per hour when they can move it over 30,000, turn at a right angle. And I'll tell you what, if you can do that, you'll be a stain on the inside of the vehicle you are moving at when you make that turn. Every part of your body, your bones included, will be a mouse on the inside, the windscreen of whatever vehicle you're you're traveling at. And lots of very reliable American astronauts, aviators, world aviators, have seen these things moving across the sky. I have no doubt about it. They have been vilified. There's an orchestra here set up to stop their words getting on places where the world will notice it let me tell you. Gordon Cooper is the case in point, and so many other astronauts have verified that these things have traveled at that kind of speed and can move immediately uh, at right angles and so forth, and they are substantial enforced structures. Well, I tell you what, Mike, if you are biological and you did that, you wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be there to see. You would be to- totally wiped out, uh, and your entire demeanor splashed into its various Mm -hmm. digital merits, shall we say. (laughs) It's biologically digital merits inside the craft you're traveling. Now, looking at that, I asked the question, hey, maybe they are not biological. Could they be something that is so advanced, they're synthetic? And, of course, in as much as that is so, it's created a wonderful chain of investigation that I've looked at and I'm following ever since for the last 40-odd years.
0: For sure, and you have a very interesting take on the greys, one I had suspected myself, but you put it so elegantly way before I ever did, and that you believe these are not organic life forms, that these things are probably controlled by something else. And there's a gentleman by the name of Stephen Quayle, I believe, and that nice man threatened the YouTube channel that we are on currently right now. I just wanted to mention that for those that don't know. And this gentleman, by the way, he believes that these... Ah, uh, Graze, He believes that these things are demons. Do you feel that way, Nigel? Even though we kind of already established that these yeah, are not.
1: Rather, go ahead. Yeah, rather emotional word, demon. Right. And I don't like the cons- construct because it tends to be kind of all over. <laughs> if you see what I mean? Right. I rather, I prefer a better, more precise definition of it. But I can see where this man is getting at because when you get a synthetic super. AI, intelligent, quantum, intelligent, computerized, whatever you like to describe it, when that thing is on its sights on you and you have got An abacus compared to it, if you see what I mean. Those little counter things that we used to play with when we were children. Well, you know, it's a bit uneven, isn't it, Mike? So, my point about it is, I see that German statement as a metaphor, and I'm not sure I don't go with him in terms of the severity of the difference, if you see what I mean. So, uh, let's say that, uh, you know, he has a point there, and I can't. Look, if a synthetic thing. Looks at you. Let me, let me. Would you bear with me a moment if I give you what I think a synthetic thing—the definition of a synthetic thing. The floor
0: is. is all yours, Nigel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Let me. Let me just kind of get my mind around this. As I, how best to put this, you know. Um, let's take a what we might call commonly a, a super robot. I believe these are kind of creations made by beings with a supremely advanced technology, looking for a way to extend their existence, perhaps after their own planet has become no longer habitable. Now, that's a a kind of possibility. I'm not saying that is the the thing or not. I'm saying let's look at a guide rail on which to travel, so to speak, and let's use this. This artificial intelligence, I think, would logic involve some kind of program to kind of extend, if you like, to extend its scope to cover all possible things, knowledge to promote the survival and continuance of the information it contains uh, in the best possible aspect that you can keep that information. So, if it detected something it could not understand or know, right, it would seek to kind of find out about it, wouldn't it? I think it would. This would mean somehow bridging its artificial intelligence kind of program into an unknown quantity that has all the adaptations necessary to survive out of any particular hospitable planetary location. In other words, by bridging their artificial intelligence into us, they would be extending uh, the existence of the information given to them by their creators, such as they might be, just as transhumanists like Ray Kurzweil seek to do when they look for ways to download an entire individuality into an artificial information format in the interests of seeking continuance. Or that individuality. Now, on the face of it, Mike, that's the most preposterous and seemingly crazy nonsense you can find. And I don't know this Mr. Kurzweil, and he I know he has a reputation as a scientist, but I would not like to shake his hand in case mine was crushed. By some supernatural force <laughs> that comes from not being human. You know I mean. Oh, yes. <laughs> you
0: got that I, right.
1: I don't want to indict the poor gentleman, but I can't think of a more effective way of doing it than that at the moment.
0: <laughs> well, that works too. Oh, that works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. That's okay. It may well be that this, you know, this universe-wide procedure, and not just one being carried out this in our, on our planet, horrifyingly could be a normal protocol for the whole universe, Mike. Now, if you look at our universe and a million, billion, trillion, whatever number you like to describe, grains of sand on our planet are too small to get anywhere near the numbers of maybe even habitable planets in our universe. Now that's so great. Wow. If this is going on everywhere, this is all over traffic, so to speak, well, we've got a big deal to think about, us poor little creatures, I think. And that is what I call...
0: Did we lose you?
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry. That is what I call something that we really have got to look at all us human beings in, on, on, on our planet. what is What are the, the repercussions of going crazy, hell-mell, into AI, into G5, G, uh, 5G, 6G, 7G, whatever it might be? Are we being instigated to do this? Are these things here donating our toys so that covertly all of mankind is slowly converting into a roboidal mechanism? We are entitled, at least, to ask the questions and look, aren't we? And some people say, no, we are not. It's not going to be like that. You take what we tell you, we are, we know better what you need to have. You are ignorant. We are the experts. Well, we know what experts have done to our world, too. So-called experts. Many of the greatest accidents have happened because of experts and their lack of ability to be expert, but to claim they are expert. Bridges collapsing, goodness knows what, and so on. Accidents uh, planes dropping off the front sky, and so forth, and all of that we learn the lesson though, Mike, do we as human beings actually look at these things and I suppose, as a reflection, looking into the eyes of our little ones, ask the question, "What are we visiting on you? you know, if you see what I mean, and i will I don't want to sound too sentimental about that, but I really do use that as a posting for what I look at, and so on. It'll be okay, I mean a few I don't know how long I will be lasting here, but once my time is over and remember mike the second law of thermodynamics is one way although it is written to go both ways it seems to be following a single path to destruction to chaos and randomness with time that is what the second law is why is it one way mike why doesn't it go the other way why doesn't my little little car shall we say turn into a rolls-royce why does the rolls-royce go the other way into a pile of ruts all the time and why does everyone die that lives everyone lives dies put it another way so you've got to ask hey what's going on here how why are all the galaxies moving away into greater stances of separation of parts and is more parts better and less parts. After all, you bring the colors of a rainbow together and you get clear light. So why can't we unite? Why can't we put ourselves into that bastion or mode of operation and pull ourselves into a, into a an amalgam? And I believe that is what I would call Godhead, not a kind of systemic, bio-centered, super-duper daddy-mummy-type entity called God. I think it's a principle. A principle that moves things into coherence and perfect harmony. And, of course, if you get that implicitly, we also tacitly have to say there's the opposite. If there's an up, there's a down. If there's a God, there's a state of not being the God. Separation of parts. There are God, all parts together in a perfect harmony. And so on. And we look at it in these kind of opposed ways. So I sit down and I look at these things and sit at that box in front of me and tap away and hope that whatever comes on there is discernible and i don't want to be liked or dismissed or whatever i'm asking everyone hey take a look why don't you write your own book in fact i actively tell people don't buy my book write your own use mine as a guidance if you have to but the truth will only happen if you in your own terms experience it if i saw a, a ufo in my front paddock on the estate that i live on um, and that, that was changing a tire, shall we say. <laughs> and we've got these busy little grey things running around <laughs> uh, repairing it. And I come along and I have a video camera or a phone, smartphone. Everyone's got one these days. And here we are. I have got the evidence. Of course I haven't. Everyone, there are thousands who say that was, you know, fitted up. That's some kind of technology doing that. So you see, you can't have evidence anymore because they will say it's been technologically done and it's all false and rubbish unless the experience is personal and unit in you if you see what i mean so therefore what you say about your uh, paranormal experiences whatever well cherry i would ask you to cherish them and i would because you said that to me the way you did i would give you the benefit of the doubt
0: yes Definitely have to cherish them as well. And I was just wondering, are aliens a part of God's plan too, Nigel?
1: I don't believe there is a mechanistic creative God as such. I cannot believe in that principle because actually if you follow that logically it takes itself out logically now I don't want to go into that I'm, my third book, the third and final one in the series will be out sometime this year I'm not even giving you the title so it's not a, a tout for custom No, I'm not touting for custom there so I'm not even giving, going to give you the title, there are several titles one of them, I will just say one of them I don't know what the, the, the um, publisher is going to choose but one of them is oh and so you think there's no God? I don't think they'll choose that one somehow. They probably the won't.
0: One? I said they probably won't, but it would catch the attention of many.
1: Yeah, it might do. And so they might. <laughs> Actually, you, right. You're right. I see you've got a commercial mind now.
0: <laughs> D- yes, sir. And Nigel, yeah. speaking of which, you know, you brought up faith a minute ago, and immediately my mind went to Richard Dawkins. He yes. famously said faith means belief in the absence of evidence. What exactly yes. is your opinion on that?
1: Well, the big deal, Dawkins, is connected to a place that I use. I have a connection with through uh, various people I know and so on. Uh, uh, Sri Lanka, uh, and uh, he was there apparently with his nanny, and in the British context, some time in the past. Oh wow! Dawkins is a fool. I went online <laughs> and I went in front of the whole world. I'm saying that, liking the bloke. I sure, think sure. He was a mother and father of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, I don't really mean that, but I tell you, mate, your incredible wonder and um, genuflection in front of Darwin for the wrong reasons is going—it's already being proved to be total nonsense. There is a situation here where uh, the, the whole probability of evolution looked at by mathematicians has been so rubbished as to be total nonsense. And I said this in my first book of The Greys. and I was, of course, vilified for it, but I'll tell you what, Mike, as things are going now, there's a huge silence because they're finding when they do the mathematics on evolution, the way they actually assume it goes, generally speaking, it's rubbish. We cannot have evolution. And if we don't have evolution, realize what that means, Mike. It means the ape is in front of us, not behind us. That We are making our own ape under the aegis of a law the second law of thermodynamics i call it the slot that's tearing everything into smaller and smaller more complex situations with time you cannot Against that, find beautiful symmetries and accidental juxtapositions, creating highly complex things, like even a simple strand of amino acids. It's total nonsense, logical nonsense. And so, I piecemeal take Mr. Dawkins apart and so many others, far more learned than me have done that, I have to say, but I look at it as Mr. Ordinary, just looking at things in life, with a view to holding my little grandson's hand as he runs in and out, causing himself to be an absolute pest in my in my uh, study, <laughs> and so it breaks up breaks up my serious kind of you know stance I normally take, and of course please believe it, Mike. I tell you this before our days are over, yours and mine. You, you will probably last much longer than me, but they will smash. The theory of the probability of evolution to pieces already a superb article Interesting. That i would i would i would recommend anyone to see uh it's called scott.net mandatory intellectomy you go and read this article the probability of evolution if uh, if you can get this on um uh, uh, onto your own kind of kind of front card so to speak i tell you guys The mathematician does the probability numbers here and you will have an absolute roaring laugh at the nonsense that evolution theory begets, especially propounded by Richard Dawkins. So, time is up for evolution theory and its probability and very soon everyone will be saying, hey, we actually go down, not up, except in thought, thinking, all the abstract, knowing, understanding. That way, belief, for instance, is an abstract. In that kind of way, something can be done to this screed of atoms that make our bodies that it can be propelled against the second law of thermodynamics, the only enemy of second law which causes force and matter and all the rest to happen. This other propulsion mechanism is in abstract form thinking thinkability in that kind of way and if that thinkability is coherent enough brings thought and and ideas of harmony togetherness and so forth without sounding too much like some holier-than-thou preacher <laughs> i like to do it kind of day-to-day <laughs> style you know striding away in the high street quarter, kind of thing and then we can absolutely see for ourselves how much we can change the point is We go by what we see on that screen in the corner, and we are destroyed more than we are built into something special by that screen in the corner, usually. So I take on the little bits and letters and so on in books and look at that and see the the latest kind of stuff, you know, that, that you get there. Far more productive and all the wickednesses that can come at us by that little square box in the corner and can probably hear everything you say in your living-room even though they tell you it is switched off very dangerous michael
0: god save the queen that is all i have to say (laughs)
1: I said, she's a wonderful lady. I have to say, she's been vilified too much for being harmless, really.
0: (laughs) Well, Nigel, I I definitely want to get into the psychological angle of all of this. And of course, I'm not a psychologist, although I personally know and talk to many of them on a daily basis. And in terms of individuals who have made extraordinary claims about being abducted and even having sex... With gray aliens and reptilians, a psychologist might would would probably even say this individual is undergoing some sort of psychosis, and they should seek uh, medical attention immediately. What are your thoughts and opinions on individuals who make these claims about being abducted or having sex with an alien? What, what are your you know, thoughts?
1: Isn't that disgusting? It's <laughs> pretty. It's pretty <laughs> wild.
0: It's pretty damn wild. <laughs> Good Lord.
1: Well, the first thing I would do is psychoanalyze a psychologist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I agree on that one. But, you know, we hear these stories so often about people uh, mating with beans from the sky, just like just like the ancients have claimed. Uh, yeah. Nigel, well, that, my goodness. That,
1: that's a lovely way of laying a canard, isn't it, Mike? Because me, people can claim all kinds of things. <laughs> the rational yes. and the best ones don't go on that exciting sexuality business and so forth. They know the nature of man, and they know that if you make something uh, as bizarre a claim, and even though it might be true in some instances, I can't say it's not, obviously. It hasn't never happened to me, and I suppose I mean, I've been married 50 years my poor wife, that poor woman, has suffered far more than she can get from any space alien. I'm sure, on being my consort. <laughs> <laughs> However, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kind of get too worked up about stories about people being kidnapped and having sex with aliens and all the rest. Oh, you can sensationalize anything. And sometimes I think people do that to, to, to grab notice, and then that sure. is reported as rubbish, you know, and, and then the whole notion of the premise is then taken to be rubbish. What a clever way of doing it. You can get all the skeptics and the deniers and the people with a vested interest actually publishing this so that people don't believe in it. And I'll tell you what, if I was a general of these so-called greys or whatever... Whatever <laughs> it is out there. I would do that. Boy, oh boy, would I take care of a lot of this sort of thing and be elected as president of the psychologist symposium in the whole world. Wouldn't that be lovely? It and would. I think it's a lovely psychological canard for them to try. So I'll tell you what, I would actually look at these psychologist with complete and utter derision and suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get an absolute load of mail on this one.
0: I'm sure you will. <laughs> you know, Nigel, that brings up an even more serious individual by the name of Whitley Strieber. Oh, yeah, Whitley. Okay, what, what are your thoughts on him? You know, again, we're here talking about the psychological aspect of all these things, and I hate to bring him up and pick on him, but he's someone that... You know, a lot of people do have lots of respect for him. They love Whitley, and they love how he would talk about his wife and all that stuff. And nowadays, you know, he's gone through a lot. And a part of me feels yeah. a deep sorrow for the man yeah. because of what he relays on every one of his publications yeah. Yeah, in yeah. regards to Absolutely. the late Absolutely. wife. Sure, and I understand the trauma, and understandably, I can see that he was crushed by the wife, losing the wife, rather. And you know what, you know what, a psycho- psychologist would say in terms of whitley describing and coming through and talking to him
1: yeah well i won't please forgive me but it's not my right or indeed do i consider it in any kind of way decent that i make any comment about whitley streeper for saying I believe sincerely what happened to him. Of course, anyone who declares their names in a thing like this is opened by the opposition, who don't want this thing to be taken seriously, to be vilified. And how on earth could we verify any of these things in any case? And to me, it doesn't really matter at all. Right. No Does, disrespect
0: to a Whitley, by the way. We're just having a conversation no, I, here, and lots absolutely. of people. Yes, this is just an example of someone yeah. that we could sort of point to for everyone to yeah. take notion of. And, yeah. you know, in fact, studies suggest that when a, when you lose a spouse, between 30 to 60 percent of an elderly whittled a person will definitely have that sort of experience. And again, different psychologists so only, would say it's yes, a hallucination. Only, I, I don't think I don't exactly think so. Maybe
1: only moronic psycho- psychologists come up with those panoramic uh, prognostications about this that and the other that's why they are so dangerous and if you want i don't mind taking these creatures apart right, right. piece by piece but i will not point to a single man or his suffering exactly or the fact yes that he's trying to come to he might be coming in terms of things and so on we all do mike and so we have to respect our own privacies, our own singlenesses. And I think we all have to try to do that without sounding too pious and genteel. But I really do believe this. This is not our business.
0: Yes, we're but, not we're, we're not trying to say if we – I'm not trying to ask you if you believe yeah, him no, or not. I, I don't. For, for those I, that are wondering I, I, out there, what I'm trying to ask you is we can say that these things are happening to lots of individuals out there. They are experiencing – these sort of scenarios in their life. But what I'm asking is, what what is it that they are experiencing, Nigel? What what could it possibly be? People that say they've been abducted or had sex with an alien, for instance, and, well, of course, Whitley as well, using him as an, as an example. What what exactly is going on in their yeah, head, I, Nigel? I
1: can't tell uh, Mike, my, my, and neither can anyone. Uh, there is no litmus paper that gives you, uh, you know, the color red or blue uh, based upon a situation like this. I look at the natural derivational logic of a situation, and if there are some preposterous ideas coming through it that sound a little bit suspicious, then I would say to you, regard it within that. A series of skepticism, you know, right, and, right. Uh, or skeptical things that you mm. might say, hello, this is questionable. I don't see how so we'll put it to the side. However, uh, obviously, you get some totally preposterous things that are completely impossible, and you get a feeding of these done for people who actually d- deliberately, obsequiously try to make a point uh, of of vil- of rubbishing particular things that's inconvenient to their own ethos and their own personal, um, 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 if you like, uh, bag of uh, of resolutions and why they actually are alive and what they actually do. So the point about it is that if you go on the personal, i could say to you that a harvard professor edward mack came out supporting a lot of the things and experiences that he heard from people a man of such unimpeachable reputation the harvard professor of psychiatry edward mack then suddenly he's walking in and off the street <laughs>
0: And now he's gone. He yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> he's walking in an Oxford Street. A car mounts the pavement, and he's gone. Yes, I was referring now, to him you can now. Make all kinds of yes, <laughs> God, right. Why? Because he actually affirmed this. And what's happened to the college of psychologists and psychiatrists? Hang on a minute. Money seems to be disappearing from their scope to give us their bullshit, <laughs> the cowpats, I'm going to say that, sorry. That's I didn't okay. want to say the word. We we use it quite liberally in Oxfordshire because it's a farming country.
0: <laughs> oh, you can say it here, it's fine.
1: <laughs> okay, cow pants. Anyway, Anyway, so we've got a load of this kind of nonsense coming along. And I have learned to kind of sweep it away with my comb and not bother about them. But there's too many wonderful things here that point to the verification of the UFO thing. The, the You see, the greys seem to be fascinated by our genetic structure. And that is understandable. Hence the sexual procedures harvesting DNA um, uh, experiments, you know, uh, in in hybridization and so on. This whole darn thing is actually to do with genetically re-engineering our bodies so that when we die, there is something that might be left we might call. The soul, these are the interesting things, Mike. What happens to the human frame? The body rots away, but millions and millions of people see some eminence, something coming from the body, including doctors, very high-reputable doctors who actually see this happening. And photographs are taken of things they call orbs or whatever. And whilst a lot, lot can be fake, there are some that are absolutely, stupendously, genuinely pointing to the survival after death. And there is a field of resolution which I describe in my, my third book on how this thing can actually logically be seen to exist and persist and continue. And if this thing we call a soul, right, I, to define it, it's extremely difficult, it's only my take, and I try to justify it with as much uh, uh, authority as possible in terms of learning and, and understanding the sciences of things and so on. Well, I think that we as as a photon built entity making matter, photons make the atom, and the atom makes matter, and so it's a whole cascade of force from that tiny photon, the least possible force of any situation in our earth, right? That's the photon that gives rise to physicalness, physical matterness, if you see what I mean. They call it um, different names in some various instances. Call, they call it a Hizbo, Higgs boson and all of that. Whatever it is, they are talking about the acquisition of matter, of actual substance. You see what I mean? But when we die, I believe the photon changes into neutrinos. Those things are hardly there. And I think death... Is a margin between neutrinoicness and photonness I, I'll put it that way. But, and then you, you will have to read what I write in the book if you really are more interested in my take on it. But the point about it is, I'm sure there are other people who have other takes on it that probably are more valid than mine. That but makes I much more.
0: Say- yeah, well, your take is much more sense. This idea that the greys don't have a soul and that they're after humans, or this connection to another dimension, is very, very romantic, my friend.
1: Oh, it's not just romantic. It's, it actually can be proved. That's the point. And I, I try to show how the proof can actually be ascertained. They go from one point. The moment they can possess a human soul, they can travel on that to wherever that soul might go. I mean, if you believe in reincarnation, actually, that proved, that is an amazing way of accounting for this, that the Indians do, the, the Indian philosophy. They, they believe that you come back. And that that thing they call an orb can come into, dictate a mechanism of life to a a womb, a zygote, uh, and a new, new soul then comes into life. In the same way, these greys can in fact try and harvest these things and within their technological perspective transfer themselves instantly to where that orb will go in the universe. And that goes past the speed of light. It's instant, instantly everywhere connected like an electron is connected to an opposite electron at the end of the universe instantly, and that's actually verified by science. So we have a mechanism that goes from one point to another instantly. And in some kind of way, information, these greys, I believe, can pass information by grabbing the sole field of a dead individual, previously live individual, and move with that if it's available to them. But they are creating human beings to be available to them. Some human beings are not. They cannot grab them. And those human beings escape their kind of netting, if you like, the way they catch you. And that's another insight that I've had, termed of following a logical line. There's nobody telling me this. But, yes, I won't claim particular things have happened to me, but there have been situations where I've wondered uh, whether the world was actually real or not, based upon actual things that I could catalog and see, not some imagined experience that people might think is invented, if you see what I'm trying to say. So I'm looking at this as hardwired as I can, Mike, really. And you have to try to do that, to say to yourself, I'm not selling my children and my grandchildren a bill of goods that they might take on, because granddad said we must know that lots of grandads have said lots of things and they've been cast aside. I'm sometimes wondering if they should not have been cast aside with what we see the present generation getting up to. Oh, my. yes.
0: Yeah, so with all that said, I have to ask, who exactly is in control of the greys?
1: Yeah, well, really. In sense, they, they I mean, they describe it all kinds of beings and so on, and you can get into a circus very quickly. For me, principles are very important. What is the reason for it? The movement from one place to another instantly far faster than the speed of light. That's why they're in a, so- a species like ours, when they can travel the universe and get here in technology far superior to us. So what on earth would they want us to to be? Right, right. Can can I can I can I put another proposition at this point to you, Mike? Oh, of in case course. We, don't have, we don't have too much time. Uh, we spoke about the, the, the Christian teacher. Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at this guy from all different sides, skeptical, including and belief, and all the rest of it, and all the other um, high-level high teachers from all the other religions, equally, to find out where there were there might be telling us something really important we should look at. Let me give you one small example. There you, I don't know if you, you know anything about the Christian uh, Bible or whatever, but there's a, a, a place, there, uh, an occasion in the New Testament, where it is described that this individual Christ was taken, and I stress the word taken, up to a high place. And from that high place, shown all the cities of the world by an individual, individual or an entity that is not described. And, well, not described in 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 terms that we can understand it, but he's supposed to be the devil, right? They call him the devil, but the devil covers a lot of tricks, as you know, you <laughs> see what I mean. Anyway, so this devil takes Christ to this high place. Now, the interesting thing is in the description that you see in the New Testament of this particular uh, occurrence, you will then find that Jesus is told by this individual... Now, look, you see all the cities of the world. Remember, the whole point is he's shown the cities of the world. And the individual claims ownership of the cities of the world and says, I will give you all these cities if you will fall down and worship me. In other words, be subservient to me and play my cards instead of yours. That's what he's saying to Jesus Christ. And Jesus is important enough for this individual who owns the cities of the world to, be, to take him up this very high place and do that. Ah, Come on now, we're in Jerusalem, and I've been there several times, there. there is no place that you literally can be taken high enough to see any proportion of the cities of the world, never mind the local ones, if you see what I'm trying to say. So obviously, this guy, Jesus, would have had to be taken a bit higher than a high mountain or a high place that we might know in terrestrial terms of reference, of course. That then made me think, hang on a minute, mate, he's been taken into space. And from there, we have this view. And then, of course, the, the implication is that whatever this thing was, owned, he claimed to own all the cities of the world. Could it be here that there is an admission? that these things out there have always owned the earth. And they are manufacturing lines and lines of naturally occurring beings into their fashion so that they can do their synthetic modus operandi and naturality is being converted to syntheticness. We now have synthetic DNA. That's an actual fact. It's not natural bio-DNA, as as we could understand, as a biologist would understand it. And you see, Mike, that simple statement can give you an indication that something extraordinary involving aliens might have taken place and involved Jesus Christ. And after reading the whole thing about Christ and being utterly skeptical after my Catholic experience, if you know right.
0: what I mean, <laughs> right.
1: I have to say to you, I'll tell you what, mate, I believe where I can get true verification, I believe this chap was absolutely right in what he did. And he came to warn us all of the huge measure of threat to natural soul feels from this artificial situation that prevails in some planets around our universe, where these so-called, I call them, the undertakers of doom. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it's a bit dramatic for me. I'm a Capricorn, by the way, I'm a dull old uh-huh. goat.
0: <laughs> it's dramatic, but so fitting. And on a side <laughs> note, Nigel, before we jump right back into things here, this this is a completely left turn here, but what's your take on Prince Andrew's ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Are you surprised?
1: <laughs> I really don't actually give a brass monkey. <laughs> I <outside>. don't. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I have to say, it's none of my business. And, of course, you'll grab all these kinds of things and make sensations out of them and so forth. And I'm not – if he did the things that they say, well, he's not a very nice individual. But if he didn't, he has to have a chance to defend himself. I agree. I'm sorry to be that nondescript. That's okay. That's the kind of thing that I keep my attention away from. When you've got the kind of crazy demolition squad grandchildren I have got, I'll tell you what, you have no time to even think about the queen. You know that? In Britain, we don't all think about the queen all the time, even though I'm sure she's a very nice person. God save the Queen. (laughs) <laughs> I think you Americans actually have a, a greater idea of the size of our queen than a lot of the British do but as I say, that's a very decent lady and I see her as a very decent person end of story now if her son is a bit of a naughty boy that's his business and he doesn't really affect me and I shouldn't cast persons or not based upon his individual liberties to be what he's doing as long as he doesn't hurt and kill people or whatever in the in the sense that he you know, he, he uses his position to, to protect himself. And let's hope that not.
0: Is. Yeah, let's let's hope he's not harming anyone. My God.
1: Well, We don't know
0: that. Yeah, we don't any, know that.
1: The difficulty is that, you know, there are such things as courts of law to decide arguments like that. And I don't really want to vilify Andrew because I don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know for sure, for sure, for sure. These are just allegations <laughs> that are out there. We don't know for sure. But speculation is always fun, as we do it all the time here.
1: <laughs> but, but don't you find that something we could probably hopefully do without mike oh of I course find, yes i find speculation that's my whole ethos really don't speculate predicate <laughs>
0: oh i like that too
1: <laughs> and my i'm sorry if i say this i hope it's not going to go around the internet as an awful thing and my son say defecates you know
0: <laughs> well now people will think you like um prince andrew all
1: right but there we go <laughs> well i don't know uh Lots of people do terrible things and so on. And there we are. We have a situation here to guard our own little places, and we have to do that, I think. And our work is cut out for us doing that. But going back to this Jesus' kidnap business and so on, that's very significant to me. And, of course, the retort made by this individual Christ to this creature, get thee behind me, Satan, is written, that thou worship this Lord thy God, whatever biblical language they use. He was trying to say to him, you, you've got as much significance as an old uh, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Even a bacterium has more significance than you because it's alive, and you're a dead piece of nothing. <laughs> you see what I mean? With all the technology in the world, you have power over taking a Jesus up there. And of course, isn't it strange, Mike? Jesus is allowed to go. Now, if that thing was a live biological bloke, like some human being who's wicked, well, if Jesus insulted me like that, I'd have pushed him off the mountain <laughs> or the high place. But no, this in, this thing actually retur- let Christ go. Christ comes back after that and carries on his mission. So my point is, much more likely that would be done by a machine and not something that had emotions and something that gets offended and gets angry or reactive. You see what I mean? So implications like that are interesting for people to read and see and understand things through that. I'm not saying that that is true. I'm saying it's interestingly aspected enough. What if it were true? It would put a huge, huge turn on things, which I believe is wonderful for us all to look at and see. As a result, I don't want it to be made wonderful, (laughs) because it's interesting. But those are the facts, and you can interpret the facts in that kind of way. And then, of course, you've got the mighty and glorious thing that I believe this character called Jesus Christ. Again, I'm not, I say this, and people think, me thinks he protests too much. But let me tell you, how else can I put two very important things to you that might give us an insight into what greys and artificial things are? I'm going to talk about this incredible thing, the Shroud of Turin. You, I don't know if you've discussed this on your program. We've
0: never talked about that. Yeah, I'm oh, interested in hearing. My
1: goodness, this is unbelievable, this object. I, 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 I came across it on some Oxford scholars' writings on it, and apparently it's, it's, it's a piece of cloth on which a picture, three dimensional picture of a man is aspected. Now, I read this, and I thought, if I'm getting a bit um, uh, suspicious of the Roman Catholic nonsense in terms of Christianity, after all, Martin Luther made mincemeat of their uh, their things about the word repent, and that that's another thing we can go on. And I can vilify the Roman Catholic Church, and I'm sure Opus Dei, their killer arm, would come. And, <laughs> way lay me that, like poor, maybe poor old, um, what's his name, the uh, Harvard professor. Uh, yeah, uh, was taken out in Australia. So uh, I'm really saying that in this instance where Christ is concerned, you've got another fantastic affirmation as to what power this might be employed and what kind of marvel this power is. They found this linen cloth. They've brought it through centuries and so on. It was dated, and there are huge, there's a huge controversy about the date it's supposed to come at. The latest dating has been huge aspersions have been cast about it, and many people believe it is as old as Christ's time. On it is depicted the body of a man, and it's as though the body has been covered by a cloth, and there is a stain on this piece of linen, which is 14 foot long, uh, that lengthwise covered this Jewish body of Jesus Christ, the the Jewish, by the Jews, the, uh, the body of Jesus Christ, according to Jewish custom. And then it's placed in the tomb. And in the tomb, it it lays there for three days. And then they go there to inter the body because it was actually at the time of the Shabbat. And they couldn't actually put this in the ground at that day when he was crucified. So they waited for the Shabbat to be over. And they then would have gone and buried Christ. So when they went back, they found he wasn't in the tomb. It was gone. The problem with this is then it offends all Jews too. Because this comes out that they murdered their messiah at the end of it. Now, can you imagine how angry that would make a lot of Jewish people, if you see what I'm trying to say? Right. Yet there were lots of other Jewish people who believed that this man was the Messiah, including one of their top rabbis, a chap called Ishtar Kaduri, who actually was a very popular rabbi in Israel, who came out and said, I know the name of the Messiah. I've seen it in a dream or whatever. Here he is, killing the flock in Israel. And his name, I will tell you when... The uh, Israeli general, Ariel Sharon, who was on a life support system at the time, died. And they were keeping him artific- to artificial means alive. He died. And then so they declared this-, this proposition that Kaduri made. And when they opened it and they saw who the-, the name there he wrote, it was Yeshua, which is the Jewish name for Jesus. Right. Right. So there you are. You've got that kind of affirmation that this individual, you know, may well have been something deeply significant. Going back to the shroud, we have got this thing now, and it's been kept in this in 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 Turin, uh, in Italy. And the uh, the the incredible thing is, they've been, it's been analysed and looked at by the world's top nuclear scientists in Italy, and some of them are the world's top scientists, even though they come from Italy. Remember, Lamborghini and uh, Ferrari come from there, so they're noted for their engineering prowess. (laughs) If you see what I mean. Well, the Italians actually looked at this thing, the scientists and so forth, and they discovered an amazing thing about it. They they discovered that this shroud actually is a scorch on the surface fibrils of a piece of linen that could have been made at the time of Christ, and that this scorch left a three-dimensional Print a negative, a negative, right, on this piece of art. And they wondered how on earth could this happen? What accounts for this? Well, they looked at this pretty soundly all round, and they came to the conclusion that in order to make that scorch on the fibre, on, on the surface fibrils of linen, the weights actually there, you would have to have a flash that was 34,000 billion watts in intensity. 34,000 billion watts in intensity caused a flash between two layers of linen that scorched a body's image, three-dimensional image, onto this incredible thing as a negative. Now, they wondered how on earth such a thing could occur. So then you've got this postulation of the resurrection of Christ and so on. And then Pete makes you wonder, my goodness me, this could be true. Well, I went into this at some time some detail at the beginning when this whole thing was raging, this controversy was raging. And I noticed something about, I had a full copy of the three-dimensional picture of the shroud as a negative, And looking at it, I noticed something about it that most others haven't mentioned. And I made that point in a book. As a result, I was invited to Frascati, where the big conference was held, actually discussing results of all the scientific analysis of the shroud. And there, I met all the big names that had actually done this, and I went with a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, Dr. Andrew Silverman, whose book, incidentally, on this round is going to be published on the 11th of February this year, and I tell you what, these, if possible, try and find that in America, because this is the definitive work on actually showing you how special this object really is, and Andrew is a fantastic uh, mind and i think i hope i hope the world will go in flocks and buy this book i'm i'm not really i have i'm not a printer <laughs> i'm not a, a publisher so i have no financial incentive in saying this uh but just if you want to know something really intriguing and you want to hang on to something that might be paranormally splendidly true <laughs> if you like i think you you've got you've got a treat if you get this book so the point about what i'm saying is look I can go on and on and on making different points that will raise the intrigue of people. But you know what? The best person to do that is you. Take take the torch. Go and look, as I had to do. I promised my son a week, and I would tell him if I believed in UFOs. I tell you what, Mike, I'm still
0: <laughs> going at it. <laughs> That's a never-ending quest. You
1: bet. You bet. So no, the Italian, it's called, the, the, the incidentally, if you really want to check this out, the Italian Agency for New Technologies, Energy, and Sustainable Economic Development, Enea, say that a short, intense burst of UV directional radiation is the explanation they have found to reproduce the unique features on the image. This degree of power cannot be reproduced by any normal UV source built to date, Mike. I'm talking now, never mind 2,000 years ago. 34, sorry, I just said thousand billion, 34 billion watts. Please, I stand corrected, 34 billion watts. They also suggest that it is impossible the shroud could be faked in this way. So. And do we go from here, then. And how does a oh, poor fellow who's asked a question about <laughs> UFOs like me? Yes, I have a scientific background. Yes, I keep it all hidden. No letters after my name. My name is, is there <laughs> on my books. I don't want to be known by DPH, HPD. God, goodness knows what. Though <laughs> a lot of people throw a great deal of importance on that. And so, for me, it's very simply a quest for reason.
0: It really is. It really is. And this is a very fascinating subject. And of course, there are other biblical relics of interest. Um, Nigel, do you have any other uh, interest of that sort?
1: <laughs> if I started with that, it'll be 15 books. And I tell you what, it's been a hell of an effort to get three done. <laughs> and that's that's my only claim to fame, really. Three books based upon these these questions. Of course, if you look at it, Mike, it's a big deal. And yeah, it, ver- heard- it, it verifies us, Mike. True. It verifies you and me, you sitting in America, me sitting here in England. I love that. And whatever we might be, I've never actually met you, but I feel a kinship with you through the ideas we talk about.
0: Well, of course, Nigel.
1: The empathies that they, they actually make between us. And I tell you, incidentally, on the air, on YouTube, you're welcome any time. <laughs> to come over, you're in England. You're mine. You come and stay with me, and you'll see what a nutcase I really am. Oh Nigel,
0: if I ever go out there, we are drinking and having a fish and chips, of course. <laughs>
1: You know about fish and chips, do you? Of course. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I,
0: I talk to people in the UK. I know what's going on out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. But I say you guys don't get away from America enough. You you don't really know what's in the – most Americans I've spoken to when I'm there don't even know what's in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> we're oblivious.
0: We're, we're We're completely oblivious, Nigel. That is true. <laughs> We're American. We don't we don't really know or, or care too much about what's going on uh, anywhere else uh, for the most uh, part. But,
1: uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what. I formed my moral turpitude based upon Walt Disney and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and all those beautiful programs like It's a Wonderful Life and all the rest of it. Oh, my. Nigel, you're, you're
0: an American, Nigel. That's American, Tom. You, you don't even know it, Nigel, but you are American.
1: But I'm asking the question, really, seriously, where has that lovely America gone? We've got these crazy chaps as presidents and whatever. I'm not mentioning names that I think you all know (laughs) who I'm referring to. (laughs) Of course,
0: of course. Yes, the political (laughs) spectrum here in America is quite broken. I'm sure we can all see that by now.
1: Yeah, but what a wonderful country it was it saved Europe it did so many wonderful things about that time we had the Wizard of Oz and Snow White and the Seventh Dwarfs, <laughs> and we had Bonanza and all kinds of wonderful programs with a moral at the end of it I could as a young kid know where the good guy came from and the bad guy went and so on and I tell you what
0: you hit me with six... the Bonanza reference there wow we're yeah, going old school here good night John boy <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I'm just telling you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I I think America was warm and beautiful and and presenting the world with something worthwhile. And then we seem to get a sharp decline after 1947. And I don't really know why that is. But then, you know, I tell you what, Roswell happened then. So maybe there is some connection. I actually don't know, Mike. I'm telling you, this is one of the things I don't want to speculate on because I haven't looked at it. And it doesn't matter anyway. There's too much evidence for their presence on this earth and what they're doing. I tell you, I would be a mother and father of an idiot to ignore <laughs> it, really
0: i'm with you on that one and that brings me to another question here since the name of the show is called end of days the michael deacon program i'm just curious what are your thoughts on a end of day scenario how do you think the earth will be annihilated my friend this island earth
1: i don't know The short answer is I really don't know. I can speculate based upon, uh, ideas that push you along and. Sure. Let's go with that, Nigel. What what do you think? I will just simply say Mm -hmm. they are going to come and in some kind of way create enough terror, cause a huge, perhaps nuclear holocaust that will kill a certain number of people. There's another thing here that worries me a lot, and that is that their main targets. When you look at these pe- these when these people who are abducted go into these ships, most of the accounts that I have read, in fact, almost all that I have read, show that the bodies they are taking of human beings are white. They are European. They're Northern Hemisphere Euro-Caucasian. Now I thought to myself, why are they harvesting these types of people? Looked into it, and I found. That genetic engineering mm. is much more cleverly and easily accomplished with the kind of cutting mechanism to get into the DNA that you need to have. The thinnest knives are made of light, ultraviolet light. that so to cut into those tiny places and replace the DNA bases to make another kind of protein or another kind of, of, of tissue, you have got to get into the nuclear membrane of each cell. Uh, in dark skinned people, They've got melanin granules around there, which absorb the the the, the ultraviolet light. Melanin, some kind of magic substance. That's the brown stuff that gives you a tan if you go in the sun. That stuff actually, this is a very fascinating thing, and I put this in the book because I wanted people to comment on it. And the, this melanin stuff absorbs that energy of the UV light and blunts the knife. You can't actually get into the chromosomes to alter them. But they found an African, African albinoid person, Mm. and they don't have melanin. And, of course, these these things came thousands and thousands of years ago. It's not only just recently that they're here. They've been here for hundreds of thousands of years, 200,000, some people say, 300,000. I don't really know. It's very difficult. There's no real evidence that I can point to to put in the book. However. It arrives at around 220,000 years ago. And they call this individual they worked on the African Eve. That was supposed to be 70 billion years ago. But they started the change of mankind, or trying to change and merge with mankind, these machine things, by getting into the DNA. Because they could say DNA made it work with their technology. Now, the point is this. This is sensational. Because, oh, jeez. They really started to make progress about 70 million years ago when fortuitously an albinoid person came along and they found that they could get into the DNA of this individual because there was no melanin shield. Albinoids don't have melanin, even in the plasma lemma or the nuclear membrane that covers where the DNA is in the central chromosome uh, pack of a cell, dark. My goodness, that is incredible. That was the breakthrough they were waiting for. And they then bred through this, looked at what was necessary to do this. About 10,000 years ago, they came up with a gene called the A111T gene, and they inserted this into a certain number of individuals, which then took away the melanin to a great extent and allowed them a chance to work ongoing the present date to schematically change the DNA of a certain type of our human family. And you can see where I'm going with this. I think these things are coming here to harvest that kind of human being. And I think unless we see this canard that they're performing, and whoever's protecting them knows this, that they will take out most of the northern hemisphere type of humanity for their use, because they can actually organize the DNA so that when you die, your neutrinoic field from your photonic field is exactly a match for how they can attach their, to electromagnetism, attach their influence on particular souls. Now, if this is true, we have got an absolute huge problem here, and we really ought to know about this. And what these things are actually planning to do. So this thing, ironically, might be people they use to get the kinds of nations that can cause nuclear war to do it so that they can ironically harvest the Euro-Caucasian type, fair complexion, and that's about 700 to 1,000 million, a billion people. And to do that, they could cause the most devastating war. And those people who say they're doing this to protect this person or that, I don't believe. I don't believe that at all. I have to say that this may be a huge canon to bring about this situation. And that, I think, might be what the ancient biblical sources called Armageddon. So you ask me the question. I give you my take on it. Please, 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 I hope I am wrong.
0: Amazing. Well, Mr. Kerner, it's been another fun and uh, pleasurable conversation with you, my friend. I hope you had fun.
1: Oh, thank you. <clears throat> I've had fun. <clears throat> but I've liked talking to someone who seems a very, very amiable individual. And I'd like to actually meet you sometime. I hope we I will.
0: Can. We, we definitely will. If I make my way out thank there, you. I'm sure I will go to the UK eventually. And uh, yeah. when I do, my friend, we will drink some beers, no doubt.
1: Well, if you do that, you're mine, okay, I'm there, don't my make friend. you're promised on the air.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. don't worry i I'll, I'll hang out with you
1: <laughs> all, all the best. I hope whatever power there looks after goodness looks after you too
0: thank you, my friend that, It really thank means a lot to me, but before I let you go, Nigel, definitely plug your website or anything you'd like. My friend. The floor is yours
1: uh, no, no, I don't want to plug. please, I won't take that option If you see my book, you know people know my name. And I would leave it to their auspices to do that. Thank you very much.
0: My goodness. Well, thank you so much, Nigel. And we will definitely do this again in the near future.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye. All right, Nigel. Take care. Mahalo.
0: And there he goes, boys and girls. That was Mr. Nigel Kerner, a fantastic guest. Love talking to him. And of course, when we return from this little break, it's Celebrity Death Pool. And wow, you don't want to miss it. I promise it's going to be quite tasty. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. back boys and girls here we are again for another edition of celebrity death pool are you excited i know i am and of course i won't be alone here tonight i am bringing in another voice let's do that now vanessa are you alive and well out there
2: yes hi
0: fantastic and for those that don't know vanessa is here live and direct with all of us here
2: Yeah, I just just wrote in the chat.
0: (laughs) Perfect. And she draws assignment yet again, boys and girls. This will be quite lovely. Vanessa, welcome back. Hi. Are you excited as much as I am?
2: I'm actually, I'm nervous.
0: Why are you nervous?
2: I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been with you for like three, three months.
0: It's been a while, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's been a long time and you are here, of course, because this is a time honored tradition.
2: It's the controversial time of year. Oh, my
0: God. It really is. And Vanessa, by the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Isn't it weird that it's 2020 now?
2: It it sounds so weird. And after all, I got over all the jokes, you know, all the puns about, you know, 2020. I like it's weird. It doesn't feel like I don't know. I feel like it just doesn't feel right. It feels weird. It like, feels... could you believe that the '90s were 30 years ago? Like, 1990 was 30 years ago.
0: That makes me feel very weird too.
2: It's so weird. All of it's very weird. you're 30 years, I always think like the '80s. I don't, I don't know think why. I'm
0: ever going to get used to hearing 2020. Yes, what the so hell is that?
2: Weird. It is really weird.
0: And Vanessa, yeah. do you have your bottle opened yet?
2: I do. Yes, I was already drinking, and it's already getting to my head. You know.
0: <laughs> I just took a big chug right now. Excuse me. Good.
2: Good. Good we love a drunk Michael,
0: good Lord, I was choking there,
2: yeah,
0: it was a a big uh drink I took there, and of course, boys and girls, what's ahead will shock and scare you, and Vanessa, I, I guess we should just get right into this, right?
2: I love getting right into it,
0: <laughs> clockwise, I live dangerously too, yes, <laughs> we both do, so ladies and gentlemen, my goodness, here we go again. This will be delightful, and before we begin. We will be going over last year's picks, of course, too, before we jump into uh, this year's 2020 list.
2: Were you right last year on anybody?
0: I only had one.
2: Oh, congratulations.
0: I only had one. Thank you so much. And for those that did win, I sent a few people different books, by the way.
2: Oh, wow. That's awesome.
0: I mean, it's kind of a hacky gift to, to give anyone since, you know, we're doing a show like this, but. You know, I'm not really too fond of giving prizes away and, and doing the whole game thing. It's kind of hacky shit. It's not really my thing.
2: I mean, why you don't like, you don't like um gifting your subscribers?
0: <laughs> I do, but it just feels like I'm doing the same bullshit everyone else does. Oh, yeah. Give I don't I like you. doing that. Yes, I don't like to follow Anyone, really. But Celebrity Deadpool is a time-honored tradition, not just on my show, but many other radio shows before mine even came to existence.
2: Well, I want you to know if it makes you feel good. <laughs> the first time I ever heard of it was you. It was your show. Really? Yeah, and and never knew. That people like made lists about who was going to die.
0: Oh, it's quite (laughs) popular. It's
2: a little morbid, but it's This
0: is not an original thought by any means, boys and girls. This is just one of those classic bits that are completely tasteless, yet so goddamn awesome.
2: Yeah. I like to think it was just you, though, that you thought of it.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not going to argue. I'll let you believe that.
2: Okay, good. It's a
0: lot more romantic that way. Oh, my God. So here we go, boys and girls. One of the most offensive segments I do. How shamelessly excited I am. As always, this is Celebrity Death Pool 2020. I can't believe how time flies by. Let's hit the music, Vanessa. Are are you ready for that? I'm I'm. Are you excited for the music?
2: I'm so ready.
0: Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, yes.
2: Is this like a love boat?
0: It is. Oh, wow. It's so lovely. I can't believe this is happening, Vanessa. It's nice. Oh, my. Did here you we tell go. People to
2: call, to, did you tell people to call in?
0: No, I haven't told anyone to call in, but... Call they, in? Yeah, it's they could call in way. if they want, yes. That number is 760 8724 If you want to share your top 10 picks, please feel free to do so. Me and Vanessa are here and we'll we, we will take your picks, by the way, don't worry, this is a safe zone
2: yeah we won't we''ll won't, we won't be we'll be nice, we don't bite, oh we'll my, my
0: goodness, Vanessa, my goodness, if anybody wants to call in one more time, that number seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four one more time seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four now Vanessa, yes, yeah. let's go back in time, okay, and go back to our picks from last year. Okay. Starting at number ten, I mm-hmm. picked Bill Clinton. Oh. Of course, that didn't come to fruition, did it?
2: No, but I think I feel like twenty twenty is this year. You think so? Yes, I think that's a rollover pick.
0: And number nine, Vanessa, is Kevin Spacey. Oh. Um, what do you think about that? Is that a good pick?
2: I was gonna put him on the list for this year.
0: Okay. Don't <laughs> tell didn't. me which number. Don't tell me which number. But
2: okay, I didn't. I didn't.
0: Okay. And of course. Number eight, Bill Cosby.
2: Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I mean,
0: were you taking a drink right now, by the way?
2: Yeah, I, me I too. mean, I thought <laughs> I, I thought he was gonna die too. I actually really, I believed in your picks. Like your picks, they, they spoke to me.
0: They really spoke to me too. You know, he now resides behind bars.
2: Yeah, so he's dead, but like in a different way.
0: He's dead inside.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, many think he might even go out like Jeffrey Epstein or even Aaron Hernandez remember that
2: yes i'll remember oh
0: my god so yes and of course number seven pete davidson you remember that
2: yes i remember he's still alive and kicking he's
0: still alive and doing quite well for himself yes how's he doing so well that's what i'm wondering what the fuck is he doing
2: I think that in in Hollywood, you have to be either like really good looking or like not so good looking.
0: Is he doing some sort of favor behind someone's back? Is he doing sexual favors? Is that what's going oh, on with Pete Davidson? Sure.
2: I think I think everyone is. Uh, I think it. Yeah,
0: a couple of guy, a little bit of guy on guy action with the top uh, executives.
2: I, but probably both.
0: Maybe I, a little bit I, of both.
2: Both. A little bit of both.
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You know, Pete Davidson, he seems like someone who would go that way.
2: Desperate. Who desperate, would have fun right? that
0: way? Do people not know who that is?
2: He's on SNL, right?
0: How do you not know that terrible comedian?
2: Yeah,
0: he's Can we even call him a comedian at this point? Oh, God, Has I he ever made you laugh?
2: So
0: <laughs> Does he make you laugh?
2: Never. No. No, I don't understand. I don't get I don't get SNL humor too much. Like I don't find it that funny.
0: SNL is a terrible show. Yeah. It really is. It really is. But yes, Pete Davidson was on the list, but of course, he's still alive and doing well, which is not a bad thing. He's still out there playing the field, if you know what I mean. Yes. God bless him though, right?
2: Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for yeah, him. Not, not so good for us because we lost. I'm That's true.
0: Not so good for us, but yes, we, we'll keep our fingers crossed this year. Maybe Maybe our picks will come to fruition for us.
2: How many people get mad at this? I feel like people, people get
0: real been- mad. Yeah. People get very angry at this, by the way.
2: It's all in good fun, right? Like, it's
0: I mean, all in fun. We don't really want them to die. These are just people that we speculate might die. Major yeah, difference. But there's
2: some people on my list today that I wouldn't mind. No, I'm just kidding.
0: That's okay. If you want them dead, I'm not angry at that.
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes.
0: I'm not angry at that at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not in the slightest. Now, that brings us to number six. I think this was Dan Blankenship. Not sure if I'm even saying his name right, but he's what? from Oak Island. What is that? It's some show, it's some crazy um it's some crazy show. I'm not sure if you would even be into it, but um he did die. Oh
2: he did? That's all I the one you he won? did.
0: Well yes, that's one of the picks that I did well with, but that wasn't exactly just my pick. Other people did suspect that he would go, so I can't take too much credit for that one
2: because he's old yeah he's, he's five. goddamn old right rest in peace
0: rest in peace and of course number five was tina turner
2: oh i remember that yeah
0: you remember that one though
2: yeah i remember Amazing. when you said that
0: yeah tina turner do you remember no you don't remember your pick do you no i don't
2: that's I, okay I, I, I know i won some because i remember when george bush died i knew it like i knew it
0: when george bush died
2: well um oh, I'm sorry, I'm drunk right now, but yeah, <laughs> You're drunk when right his now. wife died when, no, senior
0: <laughs> are you drunk already?
2: I think I am
0: <laughs> what time did you start drinking by the way
2: uh the thing is that I you know I fast for like sixteen hours, so um... I'm not really no, I'm drunk most of the time, but I, you know what I mean when his wife died when <laughs> when she died, she was on my list, and so was he, but I think he you know this year I'm gonna win this year.
0: this could be the year.
2: This could be the year, yes, (laughs) but I don't want to spoil it. And by the way,
0: by the way, for anyone who was trying to call in, I do apologize. The lines were down, but I just resetted this um, thing here and now your call should be able to come through. Now I feel terrible. All this time people were trying to call in and I had the phone system down. Oh. Yeah, I apologize. My God, I didn't see that until right now. And I feel terrible because there were calls.
2: I just uh-huh. checked
0: i I had a lot of missed calls by the way
2: it, it, they need to try again,
0: they really no
2: one, do no one ever calls when I'm on. I don't think they like me.
0: no, it has nothing to do with you. It was just the fact that I didn't have this thing going off, and now I do. but my God, if anybody wants to call in that number seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four If you have any picks for us, definitely call in, and already Wait, you have there's to be someone drunk. there's already someone calling calling in let let's bring them on. And caller you are alive and well. What's going on? I'm Michael. It's Robin. Oh my god. Ooh. That's a very um
2: a very sexy that's voice. It's
0: a very very attractive voice.
3: They Hi. they thought I was a boy, so I thought I'd call it and let them hear. Amazing. That I'm I'm not a bo- boy.
0: Are you a tranny?
3: No, but you know in the old days you could be you could pass you as one. Those those dating lines Uh, The trannies would start copying me. All righty. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Amazing.
0: I
2: I love your voice, so it's very like Sharon Stone. It's very Sharon Stone.
0: So we have Sharon Stone on the line. Did you have any uh, picks, by the way? George Soros. George Soros. Is that your number 10 pick?
3: Oh, uh, let's put him to
0: number one. Oh, one number one. You want to kill him that fast, right? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. What else you got for us?
3: Let me think about it. Y'all pull some others up, but I'm going to think.
0: Oh, you're going to think. Okay, okay. Well, number nine. Well, well, how about Jimmy Carter? Jimmy Carter. Carter. He's up there, you know. He's getting pretty goddamn old. He's a great guy. Of course, we love him to death. But, of course, death is right around the corner for that guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy.
3: Is (laughs) the queen ever going to die, or is she doing too much Adrenochrome?
0: (laughs) God save the queen.
2: I think she's so rich that she doesn't die.
0: I know. She probably just won't die. Uh, yeah. She probably she probably might live forever.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: You know, that reminds me. I hope to to like live longer than a lot of my enemies out there because I for sure will piss on a number of headstones. I'm not even lying either. That's a shoot.
3: Oh, my it's God. It's wonderful when your enemies die.
0: It really is. It really is. I know that's a terrible thing to hear for some people out there. But that actually brings me great joy to know that I will piss all over the headstones of my enemies. Mark my word.
3: You'll have to make a movie of it. Oh, I'm going to I, have, I, don't I have, will have
0: to video that. Yeah, it's only proper. And that's kind of my own, one of my I shouldn't say it's my only goal, but it's in my top five of goals that I will be keeping. It's pretty dark. Yeah, it's pretty dark, but it you is, know what?
3: It, it 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 can be hard to find their
0: headstones, though. So. Oh, I'll, I'll find them. Wrong. I can find a lot of things. Believe me.
2: I oh are and Are you um? Are you gonna haunt people when you die? I, I hope so.
0: That that's another thing. That's one thing I hope. If the afterlife is a reality, I will mm-hmm. definitely go after a number of people in the afterworld.
2: But like, would you haunt them? Like, would you? No, say, no. Do you scare I'll be. Them?
0: I'll be nice. I'll troll them nicely and gently. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Of course. I'm playful.
2: Oh. I know that.
0: That's right. You know that.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, oh, we, we are gonna get playful, that's true. Oh god. <laughs> My goodness. But yes. That
2: beer is hitting you. Jimmy so.
0: Carter, though, for sure. That's a great pick.
2: Yeah, that is a good pick.
0: A lot of people think he's in checkout. A lot of goddamn people think he's in checkout. And of course, since we are going down the list here, Vanessa. Yeah. And um friend sharon
2: Sharon stone
0: and sharon stone
2: that's robin
0: robin aka sharon stone though yeah yes and of course i I, I didn't know sharon had a deep voice she kind of does does. she kind of does she's
2: a smoker she's a smoker
0: she probably smokes right
2: yeah she has a very sexy voice have you ever seen total recall well no if you haven't
0: robin (laughs) you never you never seen total recall robin no are you serious
2: oh my god you have to
0: yeah, and how old are you, Robin? It's a
2: classic. It's a classic.
0: I'm I'm 57. You're 57, and you never seen Total Recall. <laughs> yeah, Robin, I'm gonna choke <laughs> you right now.
2: Oh, my I'm gonna choke you over the phone. Choke me.
0: Oh, don't worry, Vanessa. <laughs> oh God, I and I do
3: have friends. I do have friends <laughs> that freak out because I, I do, I'm kind of dumb in that area. And they're like, oh, well, you have to see this. And, and, you know, so they they make me watch things with them. And, and I don't think I've seen that one.
0: So oh, it, your friends it's try to corrupt you.
2: Good. It's very good. So your friends try oh, to corrupt yeah. you and,
0: and you don't allow all them. All
2: kinds of <laughs> them.
3: It drives them nuts. If, if you don't know anything about Hollywood, people just slip out. They just suddenly have to educate you all about Hollywood. It's It's pretty funny.
0: My goodness. <laughs> My goodness, indeed. And other people are calling in. By the way, do you have any other picks?
3: Oh, I'm not. I'll let y'all. I'll let y'all bring in other people. Okay, um, Robin. Get it, get it fresh in there
0: for sure. Cool. Robin, Robin, I do want to thank you though for calling in. I, I appreciate it. Yeah,
2: thanks. Thanks for letting me say, do it. I'm going to say a line from Total Recall. Consider that a divorce. <laughs> thank it's, goodness, it, you'll understand it if you watch it.
0: Well, there's your okay. there's your assignment, Robin. Call up, cool. watch a Total Recall when you can.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, cool. I'll get. I'll get one of my corrupting friends.
0: There you go. There you go. There you go. Hit them <laughs> up. Okay, Robin, much love. Thank you so much for calling in. Talk to you soon. Bye. Mahalo. Hi. And there she goes. And that number is 760 332 8724. If you were calling in, now the line is open. Go ahead and call in 760 332 8724. My goodness. Robin really did sound like Sharon Stone, right?
2: Yeah,
0: that was pretty super, interesting.
2: Very, very sexy. Very, very sexy, sexy sounding woman.
0: Very sexy, yes. <laughs> My God. Well, Vanessa, that <laughs> brings goodness. that brings us to number four of last year's picks. Uh-huh. Of course, that was Artie Lang, another comedian that I'm sure you don't know who that is. I. D- well, you I do know do who know. that is.
2: Yes, I do know.
0: Well, now hey, I'm I surprised.
2: I only know because last year I looked it up when you said it.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, now Vanessa, he looks. Pretty bad, by the way.
2: I mean, yeah.
0: I'm not sure if you've seen a photograph of him like um, lately, like what he looks like now, but it's it's pretty bad.
2: His nose?
0: His nose looks real bad.
2: Okay, okay, yeah. Oh my god,
0: I might even have to bring it up for the chat room.
2: I think you should, I think you should, yeah. Yeah, that remove, nose. Remove your e-thought and put, <laughs> and put Artie Lang.
0: The nose was really bad. Yes. And I even hate to even, to even had mentioned him on the list for last year, but my God, he had a just a hellacious year. Yes. Let's see, I think I found the photograph here. Yes, I did. Oh my goodness. Can you even see the chat room, Vanessa?
2: I'm on my phone and I see your logo. Let's see.
0: It's it should load up pretty soon.
2: Yeah. It's just I don't, you know, I have the volume down because I know the rules. I know the rules.
0: Yeah, you know the yeah. rules. You know how to get down here. Oh yeah, that's right. You
2: know, you know that
0: for sure. <laughs> and that is already laying in the chat room, by the way. Look at that nose.
2: Oh yes. No, no, no. You need to put the side profile, the mug shot. Oh, the,
0: you please want, please. want the mug shot?
2: Yeah. If you're gonna put it, you got you gotta put the good one.
0: Look at you, Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Said your suggestions here. My God, smart, very, very smart. And for those that are listening to this, this is another reminder of why you need to listen to the program live or. Watch the show on YouTube. That way you can see these photographs that we are displaying for everyone here. And my God, here we go again. Look at Artie.
2: On a night like this.
0: On a night like this, indeed. Look at (laughs) Artie. My God, he's just all fucked up. Look at that.
2: Yeah. Terrible. I'm surprised surprised he hasn't kicked the bucket yet.
0: He's doing better, though. Believe it or not. He's doing better, yes. He's doing his own podcast now. And he's looking not as bad. Not as bad. He, right there in the photograph that you were looking at in the chat room. That is when he was like at his lowest of lows, just high on heroin, completely oblivious to the world. That was Artie Lang. Dark times. Very dark times. I can't believe it.
2: You like him, right?
0: I love Artie Lang so much. He is one of my favorite comedians throughout all the years. And of course, for those that don't know, he was on The Howard Stern Show and he made that show completely funny for so many years, bringing the audience to a standstill with his stories about. Drug addiction and stories about bookies and prostitutes and all sorts of things.
2: Oh, I'm I'm looking at him on Twitter and yeah, he's doing good things. He's doing fundraisers and stuff.
0: He looks a lot better.
2: He looks a lot better.
0: He really does. For the, for those that haven't seen what he looks like now, it, it's a pretty big improvement.
2: I mean, his nose is still fucked up. The, nose, the nose is still
0: terrible. The nose Yikes. is still terrible, but he now has that color back inside of him. Where he doesn't look as terrible as he he does here, I promise. I mean, in that photograph, he looks really, really awful. No doubt. No doubt. Let's see. I think I do have a photograph of him in a much more current state of how you can find him now if you do look him up. And this is him at um, some comedy show. And he's still doing comedy, even though he has to be watched at all times, basically.
2: Look at this promo for Artie Lang.
0: <laughs> I know we're doing we're doing such a long promo here for Artie.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're gonna kill him for twenty twenty, we gotta like do a little promo.
0: That's true. That's true. But if we're not on your wh- list. No no, wait, no, no, no. He's tell not me, don't tell me. No, he's not on my list for 2020. This was just last year's list, by the way. Okay. This is just last year's list. So yes, that's Artie Lang. Moving along. Moving mm-hmm. along, boys and girls. I'm glad you're here. And number three, this might be a bit of a shocker people out there, but my number three, my third pick here, was Bernie Sanders. Can you believe that? Is that too much?
2: Um n- no, I think when they're old it's kind of obvious,
0: it's kind that, of they obvious.
2: Di- that they might that they okay.
0: might die. Yeah, who you wants know? to live forever though?
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It's better to die when you're young because people remember you that way.
0: That's right. And of course-
2: That's, that's Ber- so horrible. What are you is. saying?
0: <laughs> I know. What are we saying? But Bernie Sanders, number three, he's a tough Jew, but goddamn, he's holding on tight. I hope we don't lose him in 2020. No. I really don't. And of course, number two,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Hillary Clinton.
2: Yes. I don't I think remember, it's happening re- though. Re- uh I mean, there's an expression. I don't know if it's just a Spanish expression or it's Cuban. I don't know. It's bicho malo nunca muere. What does and that it mean? Pretty much, it pretty much means like a bad bug doesn't die. Uh-huh. It doesn't make sense, but the, the, the translation <laughs> doesn't make sense. That's but hilarious, Spanish, though. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
0: And I could we see love, it happening. We
2: love a, a bilingual show.
0: We do every now and then. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. It's It's quite hilarious. But my God, Hillary, she just won't die. She really won't. What is it about her?
2: Um, I'm going to say a deal with the dark one.
0: A deal with the devil? Is that what you're you're alluding to here?
2: Maybe. You never know.
0: Wow. First time for everything. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I didn't Mm -hmm. think you'd be saying that here tonight.
2: Oh, well, you know, I'm drunk and I say things.
0: (laughs) I like it when you're drunk.
2: Ooh, nice.
0: But not everyone. No, no, not everyone is is pleasant to be around when they're drinking.
2: Oh no, I know some uh, horrible drunks.
0: Me too. I I hope to forget uh, forget them. Really, to be honest.
2: Yeah. No, no. My God. Well, dr- yeah, I don't get people that are drunk and they like they're they they like cause problems. They're just troublesome drama. Yeah, drama. Being drunk, you're supposed to be like fun and and you're supposed to like let things slide. And
0: yeah, not everyone.
2: No, no, no. I'm a fun drunk.
0: I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. And of course, number one was Pope Francis.
2: Oh, he's on my list this year. He's on the list.
0: Yeah, he's just...
2: Slapping people's hands.
0: I can't believe he survived another year. I can't believe it. How is he doing this?
2: I think this is his year.
0: (laughs) It's some witchcraft.
2: Another deal with something. Yeah.
0: Deal with the devil, right? Yes. Who knows? That, That might be true, though. It just might be true. Dark times. This is a very dark show tonight.
2: I know, I'm depressed.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm let's, so sad. Let's
2: drink a little bit more.
0: I know, I'm going to have to take a a big drink right now because of all this uh, negative uh, energy we're throwing around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That tastes so good, by the way.
2: What are you drinking?
0: I'm drinking a Stone Ghost Hammer IPA.
2: I don't know how you drink that.
0: It's pretty good. What do you mean you don't know how I drink that?
2: It's, it's, it's bitter.
0: It's not bitter.
2: No? Nah, no, it okay.
0: tastes good. It's good. Okay, okay. Now I, I think you need to give it a, a, a try one of these days. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll win you over. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. Is that a yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. I was waiting.
2: <laughs> oh, got quiet. I know. Wait, that's why I'm like, are you, you going to pick do that? up the next caller?
0: I know. I think they hung up. I think they gave up.
2: Well, we want we want them to call in.
0: We wanted them calling. That's right. That number seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four. If you have your picks for twenty twenty. Now is the time. Now is the time to call in because we will be going over Celebrity Deathpool 2020 right now. And holy shit, do I ever do I ever have a goosebumps Vanessa? Yeah. If we you love could, this time. if you could we only see my arms and you could feel the electricity that's coming yeah. off my arms, boys and girls, and it's happening I mean, right now.
2: I I think the first one I ever heard was like 3 or 4 years ago, and I remember even I got a little upset.
0: You were you were angry.
2: I mean, a little bit. I think I was. I think I, I didn't, you know. I
0: think I know I, why.
2: Why you killed somebody I liked.
0: Someone you <laughs> liked, and I had them on the list, and you didn't like that.
2: No, I don't like any famous people. Well, I mean, I like two.
0: Well, that's what I'm talking but, about.
2: Oh, really? Oh, man, I got pissed. Yes, probably.
0: That's what I'm thinking. All right, all right. Well, now it's time to get into this, and holy shit, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Now, number 10. And Someone wide- said
2: it was boring. They should call in and make it fun.
0: Well, I'm sure they're angry.
2: Yeah, they're angry. Okay.
0: But yes, ah. this isn't for everyone. No, no, no. Yeah, they could fucking leave. Ooh. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. So, yes, we're going to start off with a wild card pick here.
2: Okay, a wild card. Okay.
0: George Lucas.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Is that going to make you mad?
2: No, not at all. I'm, I I do not I don't care for Star Wars.
0: Well, a lot of people do. Yeah, I know. You're not a Star You're Wars. Fan, some people by the way. mad. Yes, yes. Well, fuck them. I don't give a shit. Ooh. They could fuck off. But yeah, Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but George Lucas, I think his time is up. Really? He's How had is- a good run. He's had a good run, but I think his I think his run is just a- about it's about time. It's it's meant it's, it's meant its course to be honest.
2: Yeah, I I mean, people will be so sad. It will be worse than like Stanley. I think people would be really upset. Stanley? Remember when Stanley died, how upset people were?
0: Uh, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah, I, I think George Lucas will be another one of those. Like, people will be really sad. Like, they will feel sad. <laughs> I don't care about George Lucas, but you know what I mean.
0: Well, you know, people yeah. do worship the guy. I I don't care about him. Yeah. He's a nice guy, I'm sure, but this has nothing to do with if we like someone or not, though.
2: Yeah, I know. Death is, is inevitable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is just, it's going to happen to everybody, but, you know, George Lucas, he's someone that strikes me as as someone who's had a a more than fantastic run, but he's just an accident away. Yeah. He's getting to that age. One little slip up, and it's over.
2: Oh, God. Do you want to predict how he dies? No, no, no. No,
0: I can't do that. Okay. I don't know how he's going to die. That's too dark. But it's going to happen
2: a stroke i'm gonna predict the stroke
0: george lucas though 2020 folks look out for that look out for that and what about you vanessa what's your number 10
2: my number 10 i'm gonna go with charlie sheen
0: charlie sheen yes that's pretty interesting
2: Mm -hmm. and why charlie low-key i've low-key thought that he's gonna die for a while i think this is his year and that's it yeah, he's gonna die, and um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he is, but uh, I feel like he will be. I mean, like soon. I, I really do believe 2020, though. Maybe towards the end. Remember it here, folks.
0: Remember it here. <laughs> yes, that's not a bad pick, though. I mean, it's he has HIV. Good.
2: I don't think it's necessarily that he's gonna die from that.
0: Though. Oof.
2: I know it got dark. You're it got hating. real dark.
0: You brought up the HIV.
2: I mean, I, I said he was.
0: <laughs> that's cold. That is cold. <laughs>
2: No, no, no. I don't think it's going to be from that. I think it's going to be from, like, an overdose.
0: Well, I could see that happening, yeah. Yeah, okay. An overdose, right?
2: Don't make me feel bad.
0: Oh, no. Don't feel too bad for your picks.
2: No, no, no. I don't.
0: I think it's quite quite sane. It's not something that's completely illogical that won't happen.
2: I mean, I think that when you pick young people, like, you're kind of asking for it. Like, you're kind of, like, you know, it's mean. Like who? Well, he's 54. That's pretty young to die. He's
0: pretty young, yeah. But I could Mm -hmm. see him going out as well. Yeah, okay. I could see him going under. (laughs) All that winning.
2: (laughs) Oh God, I remember that. That was like a meme. I remember that was like. I mean, he did pretty good that year.
0: He did. He did. He did quite well for himself. But of course, good times are only there temporarily. Mm -hmm. Dark times ahead. Dark times. We will see if you're right. We'll keep an eye on. Oh
2: God! On that. Oh God! Yes. If he if he does die, remember me. Thank you.
0: Now that brings us to number nine. Mm-hmm. Who is your ninth pick, by the way?
2: Okay. Now this should have been like a like a top pick, but I I think she's gonna outlive us, li, outlive us all. Betty White.
0: Betty White. Not a bad choice.
2: I mean, she's ninety eight. That's a giveaway. But I think twenty twenty. I mean, if I were to die, I would want I would want it to be like a year like twenty twenty. No, I mean. <laughs> That sounds horrible, but you know what I mean. It's like a good year to remember. I don't know. You know what I mean?
0: I could understand I'm drunk, that. Michael,
2: I'm sorry. I'm drunk.
0: I don't know why you're apologizing to me.
2: No, you know what I mean. Yeah, though. but you could
0: be drunk. It's it's cool.
2: Okay, you remember? Like don't I don't worry. know. Like if you die on it, like 2020. Like I think
0: that's a good year know, to die. Will
2: remember you? Well, it's a yeah. good year
0: to die. I think.
2: I think so too. Yeah, you're
0: not wrong about that. It's a good year that to sounds go out.
2: Horrible. I don't want. <laughs> well,
0: who fucking cares?
2: Okay, this. Is- not a nice segment
0: when i mean it never was intended the, the whole fucking program has was never intended to be a, a fucking nice show though you know it's not for everyone yeah and that's the whole okay. point of the show and that's why we love the show Okay. because okay. it's not for everyone yes don't don't apologize
2: no but i really do believe that she probably will live longer than this she's i mean she looks like she has her her mind which is important i think who knows you never know I think, but I do. I do feel like it's close. At least it's close.
0: She, she might outlive us, though. You're right. Yeah. You never know. You never know. And of course, my God, number nine for me is of course Willie Nelson.
2: <laughs> See, I have him on my list, also.
0: Well, I have him as number nine, and my God, Willie Nelson. I didn't want to put him there.
2: It's, but it, I feel it's soon. It's soon.
0: He just stopped smoking weed, allegedly. Really? He like completely quit cold turkey. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, I don't, I don't know if I believe that though.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh, gosh, I mean, he's gonna leave like if I mean, if he dies, I mean, he's 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 left like a legacy, you know. I mean, he has, he's really like he sings beautifully, you know. Like he has a lot of like really pretty songs. So I mean, if he dies, I, it'll feel bad, but like he's leaving something behind, you know what I mean? <laughs> Unlike Charlie Sheen.
0: That's true. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you're calling Charlie Sheen a piece of shit? In other words.
2: Pretty much, pretty much.
0: <laughs> see, why couldn't you just say that?
2: I mean, because I didn't want to be mean.
0: Well, I but mean, Vanessa, me this I is, be? I mean, this isn't a very nice show to begin with.
2: I know, it's true, it's true.
0: Yeah, we don't fucking pretend here.
2: People in your chat are saying that he vapes, Willie Nelson vapes.
0: He still vapes. Yeah, I see that now. Really? Well, that's hmm. interesting. I didn't know that.
2: You think that, um, he might die from like a vaping accident. Could you imagine <laughs> from the from
0: the bootleg vapes? Yeah, <laughs> he gets lung fucking cancer and dies. <laughs> oh my
2: god!
0: <laughs> Amazing, poor fucking Willie Nelson. I hope he doesn't but, go out that way. That that would be a fucking terrible way to go out.
2: Yeah, it's really. I think they would cover it up.
0: It would Good be a cover Lord. up. Lord, I love that old man, but his time is over. I think. I think the weed was the only thing driving him.
2: The thing is, I don't know. There's this thing that I could kind of like see when I see like older celebrities, like when you see them performing or when you see them in interviews and stuff, they do like that head shake, like that shake, like they're losing it. And I see that he's doing it already. Oh. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah.
0: My, 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 my.
2: It's, it's so sad. <laughs> it's such a dark show.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's why we love it.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: That's why we love it. And of course, that brings us to number eight. Oh my goodness. That would be Ghislaine Maxwell. And that really needs no explanation. She knows a few things that could potentially get her buried at sea, or maybe even possibly a suicide. And as you know, Vanessa, suicide is the new black.
2: So out of all the death, I think suicide is the one that scares me the most.
0: You're afraid of suicide.
2: I am so afraid of suicide. So and Don't afraid.
0: do it. Yes, I just want to say it now to those out there listening to this. Do not kill yourself. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't Don't do do it. it. Yeah, don't do it. But yes, Ghislaine Maxwell. And my God. Although reports are circulating that she is the daughter of a Mossad operative, she may not go under this year. Hmm. She may not. And what about you, Vanessa? Who is your number eight?
2: Okay, let me go. Look. Oh, I had actually had Pope Francis.
0: Pope Francis, again,
2: not a bad I pick. I had him because, you know, he's been on the news lately and he's been slapping people's hands.
0: <laughs>
2: and I don't know. I, I just, I felt like, I mean, he's pretty old. He's 83. You think a heart I mean,
0: attack is near?
2: A heart attack. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like, like a good one.
0: A heart attack <laughs> would be pretty, pretty telling at this point.
2: Yeah. He looks, he doesn't look like he has like cancer or anything. So a heart attack.
0: Heart attack. We'll go with that. We will definitely yeah. go with that. My God. Good you pick. Good pick.
2: You didn't tell me we were predicting how they die.
0: Well, we don't have to. We'll, we'll talk whatever we want here. It's fine.
2: Okay. 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 Yeah.
0: Who gives a fuck? Um, Number seven. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. Number seven. This might be a bit of a shocker to you. Uh-huh. Frances Bean Cobain. Hmm. Kurt Cobain's fucking daughter. For uh-huh. those that don't know.
2: Who's going to kill her?
0: No one's going to kill her. I just think she's... Oh, I
2: thought thought Courtney Love was going to kill her.
0: Well, I mean, that could happen.
2: Yeah. I mean... I
0: could see that happening, actually, now that you say that. So,
2: that would be like an overdose or a suicide, right?
0: Uh, Either, whichever one fucking happens first. But I could see both scenarios definitely going down. But Frances being Cobain, I could see her killing herself, however.
2: my God.
0: Yeah, she's been having issues with depression, that's why.
2: okay. But who doesn't, right?
0: Well, yes. But the thing is, with her, she's more on the crazy side. Okay. That's the problem.
2: God, dark here. Michael, she's 27 years old.
0: So you're saying that she's too young to die?
2: No, I'm just saying that we gotta have a little, like, they have to be a little older.
0: I don't think they have to be old.
2: To put them on your
0: list? Uh, no. No, not at all. What?
2: (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. No, I mean it's possible. She's it's possible.
0: she's just fucking crazy and I think just out of all the signs that are there, I think it's completely possible that she will off herself. She oh. said that she's been feeling guilty, Vanessa, because she inherited all that Nirvana money. Oh. Um, so woe is me. Can you believe it being 27 and depressed that you so somehow got I'm so, so much money from dad. Oh, I'll just fucking kill myself.
2: I can't relate, to be honest. I can't relate.
0: I can't either. Yes, I don't understand that, but yes, when you are that young and you are getting a shitload of money and all you're doing is being depressed and you're feeling regret, oh, my life is so hard.
2: Oh, my God. Your chat is saying that there's 27 people in the chat right now, so it's a sign.
0: Ooh. Oh, she's going to die this year. There it is.
2: Sorry. Confirmed. Sorry. Confirmed. There's somebody by the name of Titty. Oh, no, Tidy.
0: Titty. <laughs> we'll go with Titty. T- uh, titty Minion.
2: Yes.
0: Oh god. <laughs> That's hilarious. But by the way, she yes. she's actually a pretty lovely looking girl.
2: Yeah, she's pretty. She's, she's
0: pretty. She she has But you know,
2: look. it doesn't that doesn't mean anything.
0: Fuck no, of course not.
2: Yes, it no mean a
0: fucking thing. Yeah. And of course, now we are at number 6. Yes. Who do you got, Vanessa? Throw it at me. Give it to me.
2: Oh, Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: Oh my god, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I forgot all about him. Tell me, why?
2: Why? Because <laughs> yes. his wife died.
0: Oh no, um, Beth. And it's Oh
2: they were in love and oh. usually when they die, like their loved ones die soon. Oh. It's very dark. It's very dark, dark times. I, dark I, feel times. I feel bad. I feel bad.
0: Let me pull up a photo of our friend Dog the Bounty Hunter. Since we're we're pulling up photos here.
2: And I think it's gonna be a heart attack also and then people are gonna say it was a broken heart.
0: <laughs> I like that. God
2: I feel so evil.
0: Why? It's just a prediction. It's okay. Okay, okay. It's all possible. These things can happen.
2: I mean, death is completely natural.
0: It really is. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. You're here one day and gone the next. It's just the it, way it it's, goes.
2: It's very true. It's very true. That's why you got to live your life to the fullest. Got
0: to live your life, boys and girls, to the fullest. Don't be sad. Keep your head above water. You know the routine. And yes, now we have Dwayne. Is that his name?
2: Yeah, his real name. His
0: real name is Dwayne. Yeah, there we go. Uh, do you see him there rocking those 80s Oakley sunglasses?
2: It, it hasn't come out yet.
0: Or 90s, rather. He looks like he's going to pitch a, a ball game with those Oakleys on.
2: I'm waiting.
0: It's still lying oh, in there? Oh, there he is, oh, there, okay, he, there, is. We there go. he is, there he is. Yeah, look at that mullet.
2: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look good in that picture. Huh? He
0: doesn't look good at all.
2: No, he looks, he looks sad. Like,
0: he looks like ran over dog shit.
2: Oh, God, he looks sad, and I honestly- I know,
0: he looks kind of fucked.
2: I Yeah, he's on something.
0: Yeah, he, he looks like he's probably on pills and shit. Um, probably snorting some Xanax, you know, doing that shit.
2: The zanny bars. The zanny,
0: man. The the footballs. Did you ever pop that shit in high school, or what was going on with you? No, never in high school.
2: No, I was a goody goody. Not
0: even an ambient in high school.
2: Never. I.
0: Oh I, my god, Vanessa. I
2: don't take anything, Michael. I'm a what good girl. What the fuck? Girl.
0: Just kidding, all mad. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with yeah, you're,
2: you? You're so mad that I'm so good. No, I really uh-huh. don't. I really don't. But my whole family is addicted to stuff. If it makes you feel any better,
0: you've told me that, and it doesn't make me feel good at all.
2: <laughs> no, just
0: <It> doesn't make me <laughs> feel not, good at all.
2: <laughs> just not me. I'm actually afraid to get addicted to something because my family—they're filled. I mean, they're all addicts. I don't know. I skipped a generation with me. That's I don't okay.
0: Well, I'm glad you're not into that shit.
2: Thank you. Thank you
0: yeah I mean, why would I want you to be in that into that why I would I smoke, want you to so you
2: know, I didn't smoke weed until I think probably like twenty fifteen
0: well that's not bad,
2: yeah it's I mean good. Uh, but if you i mean I was like thirty so
0: There's nothing wrong with that
2: or, or thirty I don't even know, but it was I mean so honestly i've never I've never even smoked a cigarette, believe it or not,
0: good, don't smoke cigarettes by the way
2: no, I don't like it because i I mean Sharon stone is awesome, but I don't, I don't, I don't want my teeth to get black. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, I could understand that. I could understand that. And of course, now we are moving along here. And uh, number six, are you ready?
2: Yes, I'm ready.
0: This might break your heart, Alex Trebek.
2: Um, oh, am I? Am I supposed to be sad?
0: <laughs> well, not really, but I mean, yeah. I'm just being dramatic.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You could be sad or happy. It's fine, or not. No, give I'm a not fuck. A happy. It's cool,
2: Michael. I'm not evil.
0: Well, I mean, some people take great joy in this. Really? Oh, of course.
2: No, no, no. I'm, I, I, I don't, don't take
0: wanna... joy in this at all.
2: <laughs> yeah. No.
0: But, you know, yeah. I, I love doing this. I don't care this. for any of
2: these people. That's why they're on my list.
0: You don't care for them?
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. I have one person on That's my list. That's cool. I don't know if I'm going to tell you because I feel very bad telling you.
0: Why do you feel bad?
2: Because it's somebody that I like.
0: Okay, well, hold that thought. Uh, caller, okay. you are live on the air. What's going on? Talk to me.
4: Hey, brothers, Kaiser. Yeah, I was on hold. It, uh, kept telling me 29 minutes. Uh, um, that's weird.
2: That's fancy.
4: I will tell you, I love, uh, the Nigel thing. So I'm going to bring it back lighthearted like he was. It was one of the best shows you've had. And this is good too. Uh, but let's bring it up a little lighter. Um, we can have some fun with this. Oh, well,
0: you we are having you know, fun. It's just a matter because, of, um, yeah, opinion, really
4: perspective. Perspective, exactly. Oh, this is fun, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I've enjoyed this entire show. Oh, I love it. You know me.
0: Oh yeah, but trust me, there's Um, a lot of people that don't like this, and they have complaints. But you know, I don't give a fuck about
4: them. Fuck them. Well, this is my show. You know, I don't give a fuck. It's your show. It's your baby. I uh, I just I just was saying. Well, this is a show for men. That's the
0: that's the thing. This is a show for guys and for men. Let's just be realistic here.
4: well, there's some female. I mean, you have a female on right now. She's sure, a sure. But this <laughs> is the
0: demographic for men, mostly. I don't make, you know, I'm not fucking dumb. This is kind of, uh, you know, directed for men only, to be honest. But
2: And mature know. women.
0: Mature women, exactly. Women Mature that- women. Right. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah, of course, of course. So did you have any pics, by the way?
4: Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, and let's I, hear this. Uh, I've done a show about them uh, several times. And, uh, you knew about this years ago, uh, for the people not initiated, uh, you've known me for a while and Soleimani. Well, he bought the, he, he took ticket and bought the ride. Um, not saying I won't either. Oh,
0: you uh, mean Kasim? Sure. Uh, yep.
4: Yeah, well, yeah. you remember me and you talk offline. A lot about a lot of things. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah.
0: Are you surprised and, about uh, that, by the way?
4: I'm kind of disappointed there there's a uh show a long time ago It was called the Peacemaker and uh a lot of people thought or realized that uh there was a Russian in this show that stepped out and got snuffed and uh I can't think of the actor's name jeremy something uh uh Cooney or something like that. He was famous, I guess, but uh he said there's some people you just don't kill, and what he meant by that is that um it's better to deal with the devil you know than the devil you don't know. And yeah. that's because of the psychological profile we had already on him, and we had on his 2 well, see as second in charge, and they snuffed them both. And so now uh the Khomeini's will be able to put in somebody that we may not even know. And so that's going to be a jump through for the government to, with their psycho guys, you know. Uh, to, to be very frank, you know, on my page, I'm very honest on everything I do. I'm not going to try to pin my page on your show, but you know who I am. Um, the fact is I did a show, several shows on this and it was before it became national news. And, uh, you know, a blind man could have seen this coming. Um, sadly, uh, and I say that, you know, I make my living in war. But I'm not a war lover. And I, I I'm actually sickened at the amount of time we've been there, even though NFA Column that be I speak Arabic. I've lived in that place. I'm fifty one years old. I'm probably at the top of your age group here. And um you know, I'm not a boomer for those <laughs> those people that want to say I'm a boomer, I'm not Amazing. I'm a Gen Xer. Yes. And my, my son's involved, too, now. He's in the Marine Corps just like I was. Right, he, right. You know all about this. Hey, we do need to get eight to bring it light. We do need to get a drinking game. It's about every time you say amazing, drink.
0: Well, and you are a little bit behind.
4: Time, oh, I'm already, is, there, I'm already is, is there that going?
0: Uh, well, no, there, there's already people that do that.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, cool. And it, it's amazing. And the other thing is fascinating. And I look the uh, replacement okay. for Art Bell, the replacement for Art Bell and honest, all honesty. And, and Michael has heard me tell him to say is, is Michael because he is the most down to earth, honest man on the internet. And, um, I'm, I'm just a fan, you know, I'll always be that. He's
2: very, he's very nice in in IRL, in real life. He's very nice.
4: Well, Michael knows a lot about me that most people don't. And, uh, am I lying, Michael? No, you're not lying. We don't need to get into it, but, um, he, he is somebody who I respect and it's because he has the voice for radio and he has the looks for TV and movies. And I don't. And, but here's what's funny about this, Mike. Uh, are you, Michael, are you drunk? I'm sorry. Are you drunk? I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, I've been, I, I've had some beers. Oh, uh, nice. but here's the funniest part is finally I found a publisher. So a whole lot of shit's about to come out, brother. And you know, I've been a whistleblower for a long time, Michael. You're right. And, uh, so there's some positivity, some fun stuff, man. And, uh, this is what it's about. Oh, of course. Um, of course. you know, um, it, I, look. Um uh, I don't think your guest tonight now and I'm sure Nigel did, would never have known who I was and but this is a fact. I go back to Bell Gap. Anybody if you look up 4.9 you'll know who I am. Uh that that's the name I use and the reason why it was my call sign from the Army and the Marine Corps. Um went in at seventeen. I'm fifty one years old and I'm still doing it live on both feet, baby. And Amazing. uh yeah. Okay. Drink. <laughs> the, the point is I'm not trying to sell myself, but I found somebody that it's going to come out and, uh, I have to do it in a certain way. And, uh, uh, that was something you honestly, Michael and my wife and my son and people who knew me kept saying, write your book and you're an encouraging person. You know, I know you say fuck them, but you also encourage people. You're a good man. And, you know, I mean that. So uh, I
0: appreciate that. And a lot of people are intimidated of my divine intellect, to be honest with you. And that's completely fine. I'm going to go through the entire world, the entire world uh, through my act of defiance and arrogance and intransigence, my friend.
4: You're gonna rock the nation. I've told everybody. You are the next Art Bell. I've told you to your well, not to your face, but in our quiet call. Um I know you will. There there's not a doubt in my fucking military mind. Uh, if you knew how many late nights Art Bell on stakeouts and different things that I've done and you know what I do for a living. Sure. Uh we don't need to put it on your show. Uh I'm not trying to self aggrandize. I'm trying to say the best part, man, is you had an awesome dude tonight, Nigel. Um He is based as fuck, but funny. And it was so lighthearted, and I had a joy from it. And you've had so many guests like that lately. And you keep it on a mellow level. And uh it just, it's Art Bell. It's Art Bell. You maintain the steady. I'm the interviewer. You're the interviewee. And you'll laugh, you'll joke, but you'll also bring it right back and you yeah. always bring it to center. And that's something I don't think a lot of people see. You know, I wish I had your skills on my page Um because I don't, you know. And and now I did an epic show on something that you know about and other people know about, but um I had to put it on a library and on BitChute right. because guess what? Uh, YouTube's pushing me down. They're probably pushing your numbers down too.
0: Oh, of course. I've and seen that happen.
4: It's disgusting to me. Um, YouTube was supposed to be about people and now it's become corporatized. I see Fox. I see CNN. I see everybody, but regular folks just even the subscribed. I've been unsubscribed. I bet everybody that's listening in earshot has been unsubscribed or is not getting every time something dropped. And that, that's problem. And in all honesty, you know what I'm saying, Michael, this is, this is a travesty. And yeah, we, I can go to BitChute library. I get a lot of views. Sometimes I get more views than I do on YouTube, which is weird because that tells me YouTube's pushing everything else down. And, um, um, I think they're pushing everybody to alt tech and hopefully YouTube dies, honestly, but I don't hope it dies until you've gotten your fan base.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> totally solid, you know? Sure, sure. And, uh, uh, and, and you get noticed because that's, I think they're trying to stop people from getting noticed. Well, there's and, a lot of people
0: uh, that want to stop me from getting noticed. Many of them I know already.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, I've been called everything from a Nazi to a fucking you know, fascist, everything else. You know, I I don't give a fuck either. I'm, I'm the same way. But, you know, I'm 51 years old. My son's grown in the Marine Corps, just like he, he followed a different path in the Marine Corps than I did. But he's got talent. He's an artist. He can make his way. I don't worry about that. This is the sad part is that so many in the youth, and I talked to a lot of youth at one time. And you know what I'm talking about without me saying it. Right. It breaks my heart that they feel disheartened. Um, the millennials are not all lost. They're not all think, they don't all think America is bad. Uh, they don't all think that white people are bad or black people are bad or Hispanics are bad, but they understand America needs to stand. We don't need the invaders. We don't need, uh, hopefully if you're doing the death list, Hopefully all the invaders, and and I mean this, and all these people trying to subvert our nation, I hope they pass this year because we have an election year coming up. And if I'm going to be based as fuck, I'm going to tell you the fact. Um, they don't add anything to our nation. They take from our nation. And anyways, I, I don't want to get you in trouble with YouTube, man. Um It just saddens me because America... We have Americans that are out of work, living on the street. We have veterans that are living on the street and homeless and and not getting food. And yet we want to try to help everybody else globally. I have a problem with that as a veteran and also as a guy who still operates. I really um, have that issue, brother. And uh, your detractors, they can call me every name in the book. And I was very honest about my YouTube channel.
0: Oh, well, don't worry, my de- else. my detractors can take a nap and never wake up again. It wouldn't bother me in the slightest. I don't wake up thinking about any of these fucking retards. Uh, but thank you for the call. I do appreciate it, my All friend. Right, God bless. God bless, right, buddy. Brother. Take yeah, care. You well. And there he goes. That was Sword Point Nine. Great guy. And of course, what a call that was, right, Vanessa?
2: We we love a supporter. <laughs>
0: We do. We love support here, and he's one of our many supporters here on the program. Much respect to him. He was dropping knowledge for all of us here. Yes,
2: he was. He was.
0: Yes, America is a bit, is a bit kind of fucked right now.
2: And YouTube is super like biased. I hate.
0: Yeah, YouTube is kind of shady these days, and of course that brings us back to number six, Alex Trebek.
2: You said him last year too, right? I
0: did. And okay, I'm okay. looking at a photograph. He's a, ro-
2: he's a rollover celeb.
0: He really is. I'm looking at a photograph of him now in the chat room, and now I am depressed. <laughs> I'm sad. Look at that guy. Poor guy.
2: I mean, Poor I don't guy. Know. He, How do you, I mean, How do you think he's going to go?
0: <laughs> I don't even want to know how he's going to go, but it's not going to be good. Most likely in his sleep.
2: <laughs> That's horrible. Gosh. Isn't that um, the best
0: way to go, though, Vanessa? Maybe in your sleep? No, yeah, you don't think so?
2: Definitely. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Oh God, I don't know.
0: I know. It's dark it's, it, times, it's, right?
2: It's really sad to think about. I've, it I've, is. I mean, I'm I've sorry. Th- lately, I've been thinking about death, and it's not just because of this list. I know. I know. I, I, there's no good way.
0: There is no good way. You're right.
2: <laughs> it's kind of awful.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, it is awful. There is no yeah. good way to die. I, mm-hmm. I give you that. I give you that. And who did you have for number six, by the way?
2: Oh, God, I don't even remember where we were last
0: time. Number six.
2: We were, are you sure? Between I'm sure. Okay, let me go look. I'm sorry. Go I, look, it's okay. Okay, <clears throat> Okay. um, oh, that was Willie Nelson.
0: Okay, That's Willie Nelson, number six. Yeah. All right, all right. Not a bad pick, though. Willie Nelson, ever since he stopped smoking weed, I think he's going to go, Vanessa, uh, you know, the a puff or two keeps the doctor away. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us to number five. Who's Who's your number Who's your fifth pick, by the way?
2: And number five, I actually have Stephen King. Really? I don't like him.
0: So you put him because you don't like him.
2: No, no, no. I just feel like.
0: You just think his time is near.
2: I just, he's so like, uh, he's just so vocal on Twitter.
0: So you think he's going to get like worked up into like some sort of shoot and he's he's going to go crazy and he's going to have a stroke. a stroke. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that.
2: Yeah, I mean I I don't like anything. I mean like (laughs) like anything he has some no no. He has some good stuff, but like his stuff is not that great. I think he's overrated, to be honest. Am I am I wrong? No, he's overrated. Stephen
0: King, he's he's whatever. He's 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 good, but you know.
2: He's overrated.
0: He's overrated, yeah. Yeah. I could agree with you on that one. Now number five for me is the wicked witch of the West. That could only mean one person, and that is Maxine Waters. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The Wicked Witch of the West. There she is. Look at that face. Seen that I'm face lo- right there, Vanessa?
2: I'm, go- I'm looking. I I love seeing your pics for the pic for like what pictures you. Oh, okay. Isn't that fun? Yes.
0: You do you remember this woman? Yes, yes. She's a nasty lady, isn't she?
2: How do you? Uh, no, <laughs> I just I'm I'm so curious how you would think they would die. I know that's not. the She purpose, has like but- a
0: very nasty soul, in my opinion. That Maxine Waters. She's someone, I don't think she's going to get a heart attack. I think it's going to be something else. I mean, she's pretty old.
2: I feel like once you're like 75 plus, I think you're done for, to be honest. Like, it's, it's pretty much gondulous. over.
0: Yeah, you're downhill. Yeah. Yeah, Maxine Waters. I just think her time is up. She seems angry all the time.
2: She looks good for 81. Though. She
0: does look good for 81, true. But again, again, she's just a very nasty woman. And I think her time is up. I think, I think it just might be over for her soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just feel that you way. feel
2: it. You just feel I'm it.
0: I'm feeling something with Maxine Waters. I don't know what it is, but I felt something, boys and girls. That is a person to sort of keep your eye on in 2020. Mm-hmm. And number four, and Vanessa, you already brought her up. But of course, my number four was actually Betty White. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Another Betty point. White. I'm I'm kind of. I didn't want to put her on the list because I think she's a lovely lady, but she's
2: very she's super cute. She's, like I wish I was that cute when I got old.
0: She's she's quite prolific to say the least. Yeah, and she's she even made a voiceover by the way for Toy Story Four, the the series over on Disney. By the way, what is she like ninety seven ninety eight.
2: Ninety eight, I think. Or, oh, no,
0: damn. ninety
2: ninety seven. I'm I'm so drunk I c I don't remember, but I did look it up. Hold <laughs> She's <on. laughs> up there though. She's up there. Yeah. Ninety seven. That is old. That yeah. is very old. Do you want to live that long?
0: I, I don't know if I want to live that long to be honest with you, boys and girls. Yeah, I know. That must be kind of unusual. Just like uh Paul Hillier. He's been on the program and he's like ninety eight. Not probably ninety nine now. That's probably the 22. oldest person I'm ever gonna have on my show. By far.
2: I just feel that when you become kind of like you're so old, you're kind of like a burden. Like, and you're that's kind like, of
0: you're kind of like a chore for someone. <laughs> Is that yes, what you're saying? And
2: I don't I don't want to ever be a chore for someone. Oh,
0: I know, <laughs> I know what you mean though. If if anyone has not ever been in that situation, and you have like a loved one, and they are bedridden, oof, it's a terrible thing to um sort of endure. And of course, you sort of contemplate your life and start thinking about how will you spend your last days as well in a bed with tubes in your nose?
2: Yeah, no, that's not a, uh, that's not how I would want to be remembered.
0: Fuck no, me neither.
2: Yeah, like my cat like recently passed away. I know, I'm so
0: sorry, he, by the way.
2: And he was sick towards the end. And it's hard not to remember it, like him being sick, even though he was only sick for a short amount of time. Like, it just feels like I remember, obviously, all the good times with him and stuff, but it's just hard not to remember the last days when they're sick. So I can imagine with people, it's just like that. Yeah, it's
0: bad times.
2: Yeah. Definitely don't want to
0: see that. You definitely don't want to go through that sort of uh, thing in your life where you uh, see your friends or family and they are laid up in a bed with uh, tubes in their nose. Yeah. Definitely don't want that.
2: It got real dark. It got real, real.
0: Well, it's (laughs) life and there's nothing scarier. Than reality, my friend. Sweetheart. Yeah. I like that, by the way.
2: That was cute. I that
0: like saying cute. that, by the way. Sweetheart? Mm-hmm. Yeah? It sounds nice. Do
2: you like honey?
0: Honey is okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, always a, that's always a crowd pleaser. And, of course, Vanessa, number three. We are at number three. Vanessa, who is your number three? Uh, um, Gotta tell me.
2: Edward long. Really? Yes, from Terminator 2.
0: What made you decide that?
2: I saw a picture of him recently. Mm. He didn't look good.
0: <laughs> well, he didn't look
2: good. He's not old. He's forty-two. He I hasn't know.
0: looked good for many years, though, Vanessa. Let's be honest. Yeah, but
2: he's gonna be like, if he dies, people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's amazing. He should have been in the Last Terminator." Like, you know how when people die, everybody loved them.
0: Sure, I mean that's what I always say about um. A good example of that is like the the group Hansen. I always say I can't wait till Hansen what dies. Is your like
2: thing with Hanson?
0: Anyways, Vanessa, like I was saying, once someone from Hansen dies, I can't wait for musicians to come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh, how uh, this person from Hansen was their inspiration, how they love them and how they love their style and how they wanted to be like them so badly." I mean, I can't wait for that, Vanessa. You know I love that shit.
2: You know you love handsome. I do I, I love handsome. oombop
0: bop. Um that's a that's a jam. That's my jam.
2: I think you jam to that in the car.
0: I do. I, I bob my head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you um bop your head.
0: Oh my god. God. By the way, are you in the chat room now?
2: Um, off and on. Let okay. me go to
0: this. I do have a picture of him now. Okay. Okay, look at that shit. Look at that face. Mm-hmm. Look at that face. And for those that are not in the chat room and listening to this. Through the uh, podcast version, we are now looking at a photograph of said gentleman. And look at that expression on his face.
2: But I will say, if you've seen the new Terminator, John Connor will always be the leader of the resistance.
0: Well, that I'm not denying.
2: Yes, but John Connor in real life, not so much. Not so much. Not so much.
0: Well, Edward Furlong, rest in peace.
2: No, no. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But soon.
0: He looks like shit.
2: I I hope he gets it together because I I mean honestly, that's my favorite movie. Terminator 2 is my favorite movie and I want him to do better, you know? I don't like that he's like the joke, like the punchline, like the people are always talking about how he's bad and and like he's done drugs and I just I want him to do better. I want him to prove them wrong. Oh, you know he looks
0: I mean? like a junkie in this photograph.
2: He I I mean I'm sure he is.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think he was doing heroin for a long time. At heroin that heroin, as they say in Miami.
2: Yeah, I mean, in my la coca. La, I mean, they talk la, about la coca. Cocaina, right? Yes. Is that how they say it? Yes. Amazing. Cocaína.
0: Yeah, that's right. And of course, that brings us to number three, Vanessa. Let's hear it.
2: Number three. Who did I Number three. Oh, I don't want to say this one.
0: You don't want to say?
2: No, because I feel bad. It's Why? somebody that I like. I Why do you wanna, feel bad? I don't because, no, 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 it's, it's somebody that I like, and I just don't want, so I'll save number three for you. You could say number three. Oh,
0: come on.
2: Okay, okay, okay. All right. I I put Arnold Schwarzenegger on here. Because wait,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said not to put him on.
2: Because <laughs> I don't want him on.
0: And now but you I picked don't know. him.
2: Just looked, to me, he doesn't look well, you know? I don't know. He's had a few heart attacks in his life. But I just, I love him a lot. Like, he's like the only famous person I like. So I just, I put him on there and I don't, I regret it, but
0: oh, no. I said
2: it. So it's it's out there now.
0: Wow. <laughs> What's out there in the universe now?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> he's 72. He's 72. And I just feel like, I don't know. He's had a lot. I mean, he's had a, he's had an amazing life. So if he were to die, I mean, he's, I mean, he's done it all, you know, but I don't know. He just doesn't look well. Oh, no. I don't know if it's 2020. I don't know if it's 2021, but I know that it's soon.
0: (laughs) My goodness. Well, that brings me to number three for myself. Yeah. And of course, that leaves me with Bernie Sanders.
2: Your rollover. Bum,
0: bum, bum. Can you believe it? Bernie Sanders, number three. Can you believe it? My God. Look at that old man, Bernie Sanders. You know, I don't want to list him, to be honest with you. I do regret putting him there. I (laughs) really do. do. I really do. But you know what, Vanessa? He may feel the burn.
2: Oh, I love a good pun. That's
0: right. And you know what? I'll tell you something. In regards to everyone out there who who loves him, we we do love Mr. Bernie Sanders. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But the guy has had many issues with his health, and he definitely will feel the burn this year in 2020, I believe.
2: Yeah. I mean, no. I don't think
0: so. You don't believe it?
2: (laughs) It's too soon. I don't know. He looks he looks okay. Like he looks like his mind is there. Even you know? with
0: the even with the latest trouble, you still believe that he will be fine.
2: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I just doesn't feel. I don't feel it, Michael.
0: I don't know, Vanessa. I think he might check out. I don't feel out.
2: it. I don't feel I got to feel it. You don't
0: you don't feel the the, the energy, the the serotonin through it. your you don't feel the serotonin running through your veins. No. Not for this one.
2: Not for this one. Okay. Okay. But I will I mean, if you get this right, I
0: You'll be amazed.
2: I'll be, I'll be, it'll be amazing. It
0: will. It will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any trouble with that. (laughs) I don't have any trouble with that. And Vanessa, that brings us to number two. Who do you got?
2: I got Bill Clinton.
0: Oh, shit. Yep. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's not bad.
2: No, you had his wife last year. I had Hillary. Well, I don't know if that's his wife, but you know what I mean.
0: (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Whatever they are.
2: Yeah, whatever they are. Um,
0: but you let yeah. Bill.
2: Yeah. Doing something peddly, I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. Allegedly. But I, I really do feel it's time. Allegedly. 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 Yes. You know about allegedly, you have to say it really loud.
0: Allegedly <laughs> true. Yeah. Or false. We don't know. Yes. We don't know for sure. And I thought I had a photograph. Oh, I do. Look at him. There we go. Is it a chat.
2: good one? Is it a good one? It is.
0: He's making that face. You know the face. Oh, you know the face. Look at that face. <laughs>
2: He's doing face? it.
0: Yeah, he's doing it. It
2: hasn't come out for
0: me. Oh, not yet.
2: Not yet. Not okay,
0: yet. hit reload, or refresh rather. A refresh. There you oh, go. there
2: he is. Oh God! Look at that. The face.
0: That's the face.
2: That. Yeah.
0: Do you remember when they were at that sort of event and they had different like entertainers up there, and uh, I think it was like Ariana Grande came up there and like all of a sudden yes. like Bill came to life.
2: He's so cringe. He looked he's like so cringe. he
0: looked like he came to life, right? <laughs> he looked like he was a fucking corpse. And then once that bitch came out, he was like fucking trying to throw money at her.
2: Yeah, look, there's a, uh, he just he gives me he, <laughs> he gives me there's a few famous oh people God. that give me that weird, like, uh, like pedal vibe.
0: He is kind of like a pedophile. You're right. He does have know, that pedal vibe. Has,
2: like his Look, there's a few other people. Um, Brian Cranston. He gives me that vibe, too.
0: Really? Out of all people, Brian Cranston.
2: I don't know I've why. I've never heard that before. He makes me feel like uneasy. Heavy Chase is another one. Do you feel like you
0: have to hide your vagina when you look at him?
2: I feel maybe if I was a little bit younger, I would. Yeah. You have to
0: like, (laughs) like when you look at him, you have to like close your legs. Yes. I understand now for sure.
2: I don't know why. I don't know why. I (laughs) don't know why. It's just something I feel.
0: As soon as you put it in in those terms, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you mean.
2: (laughs) I'm sure people understand. Maybe I don't know. There's a few people that do that. Kevin Spacey also did that to me. He's
0: very rapey, right?
2: Yeah, they just have that look. I don't know if it. If they just look like I don't know. In, a, in Cubans, they call it like viejo verde. <laughs>
0: mm, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't yeah.
0: know. <laughs> I know what you any, mean.
2: Anything to you? Yeah. I don't know.
0: I heard that term before.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: That's hilarious, by the way.
2: Do people like him in the chat?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't. I, I doubt it.
2: They're calling him Bad Billy.
0: I don't think. I don't think anyone likes Bill Clinton too much. I. I still think he had a tremendous run. You know, to get blown in the Oval Office is kind of. Kind of legendary in a way. Yeah. Either either way, like if you like him or dislike him, it still takes like some sort of balls to sort of do that. So you kind really? of have to like him just a little bit, just on that fact alone.
2: I mean, didn't he like insert a tobacco? He did, right?
0: Like, I believe tabac- so. I believe he inserted some sort of a cigar inside of a vagina.
2: Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty hardcore. That's I mean. kind
0: of the boss, right? But did he light it? That's what I want to know. Right. That's a, that's the real important question here. Did he light the the the, the uh, stogie there? Did he actually light it from Monica Lewinsky's twat?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. These are things I want to know. These are
0: really important questions, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, but it is. I mean, it's pretty. It, he's a legend. He's I'm a not. legend.
0: The guy's a goddamn legend, even though he's kind of a piece of shit. He's still a little bit of a legend.
2: And it's his time. I think it's his time.
0: Oscar Langley says a swisher sweet. <laughs> I like that.
2: Is that how you pronounce that?
0: Yes. Yes, Oscar Langley. That oh. Oscar Langley, we we still don't know if that's a guy or a girl, but the character Oscar Langley is from a Japanese anime where the character is a tranny.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: Isn't that lovely?
2: It's very 2020.
0: Our Japanese our Japanese friends out there, they have a wild imagination, right?
2: I I mean I I, I love I love um you know i love I love the Japanese culture they're I mean they're the best
0: we love the Japs, yeah, for sure, for sure, and of course, here we are at number two Vanessa are are you excited number
2: two, I feel like we've gone around a few times I,
0: we might have we might have it
2: feels michael I think you're drunk and I think I'm confused
0: well, I don't really care, but we're we're going with number two if it confuses anybody else, you know fuck'em uh, okay. we're doing our own thing here okay, but yes, number two, I'm excited about this one Vanessa. Oh, And it might, you know, a lot of people love this guy here and I love him too. That's the thing. I, I really did not want to put him on the list, Vanessa. I felt deep sorrow and lots of regret in my heart. Didn't want to do it, Vanessa. But number two, Michael J. Fox. Oh, I know. Right. Isn't it? Doesn't your heart hurt now? Yes. Just a little bit. Right. It stings. Yeah. I mean, it stings a little bit. I know.
2: A little bit, a little bit. I don't know why. I don't know him personally. He could be an asshole, but I just feel bad, you know?
0: I feel terrible. I do not want to list him. Michael J. Fox. I love the guy. I you really do. Really? do. I, yeah, I've always liked him for the longest time. A part He's a part of my childhood. Yeah. Part of my I, childhood.
2: I, 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 see, I see that, yeah.
0: Michael J. Fox. But you know what? It's time.
2: <laughs> it's time. <laughs> how old is he?
0: I'm not sure how old he is. We'll look it up right now. 50s? Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. He is fifty-eight years old. Yeah, and he is definitely in my top five of Canadians that I love.
2: Huh, I didn't know you had a, a top five.
0: <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying that.
2: Oh, it, it is um. It's
0: for shits and giggles. Yes.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite um Canadians are are you know the the ones from South Park. I forget what their names are.
0: Uh, you're talking about Toy
2: and Philip? Is that what you yeah.
0: are? Terrence and Philip, right?
2: Terrence and Phillip. <laughs> There we go. Those are my favorite. Obviously, I love them so much. I forgot their name, but well, I'm drunk. Okay. If
0: they were real people, they would be there.
2: Yes, I love them. I love them. But
0: don't you mean you like Matt Stone and Trey Parker?
2: I love them.
0: Well, then that's what you mean to say.
2: Yes, yes but they're I, not. But they're not Canadians.
0: But we, we'll we'll just pretend.
2: You, you know you know my favorite is a uh, Carmen. These
0: that are kind. real. These are real people to us then.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly.
0: We're going with that. And of course, Vanessa, number one, number one, who's your number one pick? I got to hear this one.
2: Okay. This is a. I mean, this is, this is a cheap one, honestly, Kirk Douglas, because he's 103. Kirk
0: Douglas. You actually picked him.
2: He's 103. If he doesn't die now, I, I'm concerned.
0: If he doesn't die, you're going to go kill him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, this is a laugh show. We don't say that. <laughs>
0: we don't say that here.
2: No, we don't say that here. Oh, okay. But, um, I mean, I think it's his time. 103? He's, he's lived a long, full life.
0: Is he really 103?
2: He's 103. No way. That is crazy to me.
0: Are you, are you fucking ribbing me here?
2: He's really 103.
0: No way. <laughs> yes. I don't believe it. What? You <laughs> yes. gotta be, you gotta be shitting me.
2: Yeah. That's crazy, right?
0: Oh my god, he really is 103. I thought you were ribbing me for sure.
2: No, no, he's 103. I mean, Holy I think that if shit. he doesn't die now, he's gonna like outlive his his son. How's so this I fucker alive at
0: 103?
2: I have no idea. I'm I'm I feel like some of these rich people they have ways.
0: He well, he must be drinking the blood of um, three thousand <laughs> virgins then, or something.
2: Oh, baby blood. Yeah, remember remember that? Yeah. Remember, I remember one day <laughs> I was on. I I it was another one of these oh segments, and I said something about baby blood.
0: That's right. <laughs> Baby, yeah, Kirk Douglas, he's a fucking vampire, right? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Wah-wah-wee-wah.
2: Someone said he was old when I was young.
0: Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Fucking Christ, I didn't know he was 103 years old. (laughs) Wow.
2: Someone said 103 is the new 90.
0: I'm going to have to fucking send um, Wesley Snipes to go kill this guy.
2: Oh, I I love Wesley Snipes.
0: Blade, Blade. remember?
2: Yes, I love him. He's a
0: fucking vampire. We got to go kill Kirk Kirk, uh, Douglas over there. Yeah, fucking uh, Daywalker! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, okay. this is this has been so much fun, Vanessa. By the way, it should be illegal.
2: It, it really should. It should be <laughs> illegal
0: doing this. This is so much fun.
2: It really should be. Yeah.
0: Oh my god! Well, Vanessa, that brings Who's me. Who's your number one? Yes, that brings us to number one for me, and of course, my number one is Harvey Weinstein.
2: <gasps> Everybody wanted him in the chat.
0: Well, he is my number one draft pick. Wow, he hasn't folded just yet. He might have been cleared of some of his alleg- some of his uh, wrongful allegations, apparently, but I still think of all the things that he's gone away with. All those things that we don't know of yet, all the things that have not been settled in a courtroom, the things that we only hear about, the things that are just speculation and rumors, Vanessa. I mean, the guy probably did all kinds of a naughty shit that none of us will ever even know about Vanessa.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean I don't know. I I feel like it's weird to me. It's weird. Like I, I think he's bad, obviously. But I don't know. I don't think he's that bad. I feel like he's probably just like everybody else there. You know what I mean? I hope so. <laughs> but I mean I, yeah, I, I, I think I don't know. I don't I don't know if he'll die. We'll see. We shall see.
0: Well he's got the means to stay alive, but when the Grim Reaper wants you, he'll take you.
2: Did you put a picture of him in the chat? I sure like did. One?
0: I sure okay. did. You know I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know I did. But yes, Harvey Weinstein, number one. He is the number one prime suspect here, in my opinion. And He's course, walking
2: with a walker, right? He has a walker?
0: No, that was bullshit.
2: Oh, okay. He's
0: just selling that part. Okay. <laughs> and of course, Vanessa, we do have some pics from uh, Twitter here. We are running out of time, but we do have a few more picks here, and we'll just list them really quickly. This comes from Doctor Strange Love, by the way, over on Twitter.
2: What a what a romantic name!
0: Right, and number ten was B T, and number nine for him was Adam Sandler. Do you agree with number nine for him?
2: No, I mean uh, his movies are shit, but
0: <laughs> I agree.
2: <laughs> I don't agree. He looks good. He looks good.
0: And of course, number eight, he picked Bill Clinton.
2: Clinton, yes.
0: Number seven was James Comey. No pop. And number six was Benjamin Netanyahu, actually. Okay. Which, of course, you don't really give a fuck about.
2: No, I don't.
0: (laughs) You don't really care for Benjamin Netanyahu, I agree.
2: Well, these are celebrities. He he could
0: die, we wouldn't care. And, of course, Buzz Aldrin, number five for him, which we do like Buzz Aldrin, but...
2: I don't care for him. His
0: elevens are showing. That means it's he
2: he a little he looks a little senile. If you know <laughs> if
0: if you know what your elevens are showing means, I give you lots of respect. You are old school, you are a legend here on the program. If you understand that obscure reference, then my God, you have won the internet. And of course, number four, Meghan Markle, which of course you don't really care for. And number three, the Pope, <laughs> which we could both agree
2: he's done he's done for. I mean, that's a lot of us thinking he's gonna go.
0: It's a lot of us thinking he might go. And Number two, Canelo Alvarez, the boxer. I'm curious
2: why he thought um Megan Markle was gonna die, but okay,
0: <laughs> I don't know either. He didn't list the reason, but I I don't know.
2: Thirty eight.
0: <laughs> Maybe he just like really hates her.
2: Maybe he, he doesn't like her face.
0: Wishful thinking, right? Yeah. And n- his number one pick was actually Rush Limbaugh. Hmm. My I only, can that. my I can only, my only pick from last year I got right was actually Don Imus.
2: That's the one you got right?
0: That's the only one I got right last year.
2: Were you happy? when? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mm, not
0: really, because I don't dislike Don Imus at all.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't dislike the man.
2: Okay, out of all the ones that you picked, there has to be... So your number one pick is the one you really believe in? Yeah. Weinstein, okay.
0: I I just sure. think he I just think he might go this year. Okay. After all well, the drama... Think, I'm
2: glad I picked Kirk Douglas it's for possible. number one. Because I think it's, the odds are on my side.
0: The probability is quite high.
2: My wild card was actually Clint Eastwood.
0: My wild card was George Lucas.
2: Okay. I think those are
0: solid picks.
2: I think so, too.
0: I think we did fantastic here tonight. We did good. Yeah, I think we both did fantastic. We both picked pretty reasonable characters. Yes. Yeah, I think we did great. <laughs> great this year. Yes. I can't wait to see what happens now.
2: Oh, God. Every day that goes by is going to be so exciting.
0: I know. Every day I'm just going to be looking at the list.
2: I'm going to look at the trending topics.
0: I'm going to send myself a book.
2: Oh god. <laughs> what kind of book do you send?
0: Well, anything from well, you know, I find out what what they like and then I look back at the books I have and maybe I'll send them a book from an author they like or something along those lines. Uh, do
2: you send them a signed like a card with your autograph?
0: Someone wanted me to do that. I didn't want Are you to, serious? but I did do it for them. Just Aww, just one person asked.
2: I have I have I have autographs from you.
0: That's true. Yes. <laughs> that's right. But they did request that if you could believe it.
2: Oh, that's so cute.
0: It's kind of uh, you know, it's a little unusual for me to be doing that, but you know, it's cool.
2: Was it the guy that called in?
0: <laughs> Negative. Much <laughs> okay. different person.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, like completely different person.
2: Aw. That's really sweet. That's actually really nice. It is. I love that.
0: It's a very nice thing to do. And Vanessa, that was amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. We are going to end the show pretty soon here, but wasn't that fun?
2: I always have fun.
0: Did you have fun? I'm glad you did. Yes. I hope you enjoyed the uh, first half of the program, by the way. I know it was a little bit bit different.
2: He was chatty.
0: But there's nothing wrong with that.
2: No, no, no. He was having
0: fun, I think. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, he had a lot to say.
0: He really did. He was very talkative, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to be, right?
0: <laughs> well, that's true. This is a talk show.
2: Oh, my God. Some, your your chat is getting crazy, so you know it's time to end the show. I know.
0: Once they start saying all this weird shit, it's kind of <laughs> time to go once they start saying things like that.
2: Gang of, core, uh, gang of four, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> no more drinks for you.
0: Yeah. When people start saying things like that, it's kind of, um, you know... They're they they're yeah. pretty much done.
2: They're cute though. They're nice. They're nice. I like them.
0: Uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. But Vanessa, I do want to thank you so much for being a part of the program as well. It's been fun. I had a great time with you. I hope you enjoyed your time here.
2: Yeah. My God,
0: it was a great time. Celebrity Death Pool. I mean, it never gets old.
2: Never. That's until like a, next year.
0: Until I know, isn't can that I, sad? Can I come on next year? Well, of course you're. That's kind of your. You're sort of like the um, honorary guest here. Every time we do that.
2: Yay. So I'll see you guys in 2021.
0: I know. Well, you'll be back here.
2: But, but I'll be back before that, I hope. But oh, 2021, of course. for sure, I'll be here.
0: For sure. For sure. You'll be here and we'll do this again. And yes, Vanessa, thank you so much for being a part of the program. Any final words before I cut you loose?
2: No, that's it. Okay. Good night. All
0: right. Thank you so much, Vanessa. And I'll talk to you again on the other side. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And there she goes, boys and girls. That was the one and only Vanessa. She did draw Simon here to help us bring in Celebrity Deathpool, And of course, I do want to thank all of you for being a part of the program. Oh, yes. And of course, as we take it home here tonight and pull this Larry Silverstein style, definitely want to thank all of you out there, the international listeners, and of course, those in the chat room. It was fun. I hope you enjoyed this year's Celebrity Deathpool. Hopefully, your picks come to fruition. My God, what a show that was. And I do want to thank Mr. Nigel Kerner for coming in here and spending some time with all of us. And of course, if you enjoy the program and want to help fund the program, there is a donation button over at michaeldeacon.com. Any amount is fine with me. And of course, Patreon, that is the new thing. That's where you can find bonus content of the program. Now that it is 2020, you can expect a whole shitload of content. Over at Patreon. Remember that's patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. That is if you enjoy the show and want extra bonus content. And I swear to God, it is worth it. It's fun and it is beautiful and it will bring the children together. I promise. I really do. My God, folks, 2020. I'm not sure if I'll ever get used to that. I really don't think I ever will, but yes. Can you believe it? It is the year 2020. How time flies by. International listeners out there, thank you so much for your support yet again. Do we have a cosmic neighbor somewhere out there in the deep shadows of space? Does life exist out there? I have no clue, boys and girls. I really don't know. But regardless, I do wish you all well. And I hope you all stay safe. Every stay safe, no matter where you are. And all of you, everyone out there listening to this, I hope all goes well for you in 2020. No matter where you are on this island of Earth, I'm Michael Deacon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Oh,